the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one crying the good god he
everything we need and much more. The Lord promises he'll give us a secret name that no one knows except him and us. Lord, if we are found faithful, tell us our name. Give us light into the things that concern us. Bring us into the time and the place where we fight according to your will only. Where we fight according to your will. You called Abraham his name. And by that, you told him things to come. For every word from the mouth of the Lord is spirit and life. And it is by these words that we live. By the words that God speaks to us. So good God, we ask that you will speak to us our name. Speak to us your counsel. Make known to us your mind. You called Peter his name. To let the reed know that he could be a, a stone and a rock. You are the one who alone knows our names. Re-identify us according to your plans. Thank you. Let us know what you call us. He called Gideon a mighty man of valor. He confused him for a while. Lord, we welcome the confusion of hearing our real names. As you see us, that we might arise and do the things we are born to do. The things you've appointed for us. You numbered all our days. All our days are in your hand. Tell us your plans. Today, we gather to you on this day to set apart ourselves. Today, let's hear your voice. Thank you. Blessed be your name. Open our eyes, our ears, our hearts, and our mouths. Everyone, everywhere, partake in the truth that makes free. Let the light shine in the darkness. Very bright. Give us counsel and instruction. The reproofs of correction. The path of life. Let us hear your words. Bring and power. Pierce and by the sun, the soul, spirit, joy, and marriage. Discern and intent of our hearts. Speak of things past, present, and future. Good God, God, call us by name, every single one of us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. You may have your seat. I was saying today is a Bible study and today is so the face of the trumpet. It's the first day of the of tabernacles. We have Passover, we have Pentecost, we have tabernacles. The three feasts of the Jews. Now, there's always someone who has not heard any of this. I like to preview. 
These truths of the Jews are, you must all have heard this scripture, where it says that there are, you must not appear me, you must not appear before me empty-handed. Now, these three feasts here are those three times you must not appear empty-handed. Okay? You, how many of you have heard it before? You hear preachers say, it. no one is to appear before the Lord empty-handed. Um, the scriptures are kind of specific. Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 16, it says, three times a year. Okay? It didn't mean every meeting. It didn't mean... Whenever you come for a church meeting three times a week, make sure you carry an offering. It never meant that. How many of you used to think it meant that? Okay, no, you didn't think. You were told it meant that. That you cannot appear before the Lord empty-handed. The scriptures say you shall know the truth. The truth will make you free. So be free. Three times a year. Do you go to church three times a year? Three times a year, all your it was men only. Are to appear before the Lord, your the place he used three times a year. All your men will appear before the Lord, your God, in the place your God will choose. Why is he saying it this way? Let me explain quickly. They were not yet in the promised land. They were in the wilderness, journeying towards the promised land. Is that clear? They were in the wilderness and they were still in their journey towards the promised land. And Moses, remember, Moses did not enter the promised land. So he was, every time you see Moses talk and he say, in the place the Lord your God shall choose. He was speaking about the, the it's in David's time was chosen. Remember, the angel appearing over the threshing floor of Onan. That's the place. And that's the place David paid for. And that's the site where Solomon built his, the temple. Three times a year, they are to appear there. But this was said long before that place was chosen by the Lord your God. At the Feast of Unleavened Bread, otherwise known as Passover. If you break down Passover, we've studied all of this many times. You'll have Unleavened Bread. You'll have, what else? Three pieces. Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits. Normally, that's I'd put across. And then Pentecost, or the Feast of Weeks. That's the second there. The Feast of Unleavened Bread, Passover. The Feast of Weeks, Pentecost. The same thing. Weeks is from seven weeks. Seven times seven weeks. 
49, the 50th year, that's what Pentecost means. P-E-N-T. You have it when you did, you, you saw what they call, what, a pentagon? A four-pointed box. Five, sorry. Five, you know, five. Five points, a pentagram. Five points. Anything that has P and T in front of it. Okay, the Greek. The Hebrews called it the Feast of Weeks. And the third, and the Feast of Tabernacles. No one should appear before the Lord empty-handed three times a year. So you may appear empty-handed on Wednesday, okay? Don't feel guilty anymore. Amen? You may appear empty-handed on Sunday. God is not angry with you. God said you should give according to your ability. So let me give you an example. In our congregation, if you're a visitor, in this congregation, sometimes people give offering once a month. When they collect their salary, since they know there's no pressure to, to not appear before the Lord empty-handed, they just carry all at once. This is all the offering. I, I had a salary of 30,000 naira. I want to give whatever I'm giving. It's going to be, let's say, 3,000 or 5,000. They carry it. They give it at once. Hmm. So you come sometimes and you see the offering basket moving and you wonder, these people, they are not putting offering. They had finished putting they put it around the 29th, 30th. Then they had peace in their heart. Even between, God blesses them with extra money. And they, as they have decided, 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, as you have decided, then they might give again if they want from whatever they have based on Galatians 6, all the scriptures. But the meant is, there is no rule that you should take your offerings Cut it into pieces. How many services? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, nine, ten. Then you tear your money into pieces. Then every time you come, you misquote the last line. No one should appear before the Lord empty-handed. Sorry, in case you were invited here and they didn't tell you that we tell the truth as a habit. Look for bulletproof vest. I'll shoot you many times before you're done. <laughs> you have blood all over. <laughs> You'll be bleeding out of your religious pores. If you don't like the truth, you won't like this place. I don't mean today. I mean every day. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be miserable. But today I've prayed. Let it rain. So you don't go anywhere. So sit still. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't like being yap too or jokes, you'll not be happy too because I like laughing. Don't worry, I'll also flog you with the word of God as required. Don't worry, I'm balanced. I'm a very balanced person. For every time you laugh, you cry too. So don't everything is available. It's a buffet. <laughs> The type you like, you have. All right. Now, if you have any question while I'm still preaching or teaching, those online, wherever you are, please write it down, send it in. You can type it in and send at once so that it's hard. Are those questions? How? I just started. Didn't you people see me just start? <laughs> Okay, so 
This third feast, called the Feast of Tabernacles, is broken further into three pieces. I gave you the three pieces of the first. The first is called the Feast of Trumpets. The second is the Day of Atonement. And the third is Tabernacles proper. It stretches over like a 21 to 22 day period. So it starts with Feast of the Trumpets. Ten days later, what they call the Day of Atonement. That one was a fast, not a feast. It was a special day. And on that, it sounded. You know, I always have this dream that I can preach us on a topic in one meeting. Typically, I succeed going through one or two. But I'll try. If I don't succeed in this age, in the age to come, one day I'll do it. It's an itch I must scratch. If you have a notebook, who knows? Today might be the day I might go through <laughs> all the scriptures and trumpets. All things are possible to those who believe. But you don't believe. You do? Do you? Can you sit through? It's 6 a.m. Oh, thank you, good God. I'm going to talk to you about trumpets, but you know how it is. In between, I'll be blowing the trumpet. What is the trumpet for? What is the trumpet? How? Why is there a day of trumpets? What does it... I'm almost telling you that. The trumpets have a... Okay. What do they represent? Two people. Passover represents the lamb that is our Abba. First of all, the Lord, and that lamb is Jesus. Everything here is Jesus. Everything is Jesus. It's about, so first of all, there's the Passover lamb of Jesus. He fulfilled prophecy. When you cut his neck, you take his blood, like on the cross. You put it here, you put it there, you put it there, and it drips to the bottom. Four points. Alright? As far as the east is from the west. They don't say from, as the north is from the south, but you know there's four cardinal points. East, west, north, and south. The goodness of our God, the blood of Jesus. Four is the number of the earth. To the ends of the earth, his goodness reaches. To the ends of the earth. There's no place. His salvation. He gave that command as he was living. Go into all the world to preach the gospel. And when you want to speak of the world, you speak about north, south, east, and west. On the fourth day, what did God create? We studied that when? Last Wednesday, or was it Friday? Friday. What happened on the fourth day? The scriptures tell you in Genesis chapter 1, verse 14, that God created the lights. Okay? And the greater light that was to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. The Lord Jesus came forth. So the Passover speaks about the salvation of the world. There's even a song, one of our songs. The light of the world, he came into our hearts. Now, the light of the world, he came into our hearts. He came. John chapter 1 says this is what? The light that lights every man that comes into the world. Have you read that before? John chapter 1. All right. 
This is him doing his work. Then he goes on to do the next phase of work. Now, when he comes, he tells you, and I like to say this every time I have the chance, because we had too many errors in our heads. And what the scriptures were given to us is to open our eyes, open up our ears, open up our hearts. Without light, you stumble. John chapter 3. If you read John chapter 3, many people know verse 16. They don't like verse 18, 19, and 20. You should read it. It says that men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. But it had told you one that this Jesus is the light, that light comes into the world. He didn't call him Jesus. He called him the word, the word. So the source of light we have is the word. Psalm 119. What does he say? Your word is a light, a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Okay, 5 verse 130. It tells you that the unfolding of his word brings light. So the word is the light. Here, this is him. Okay? Smart dab. He comes in the tabernacle of Moses. He's everywhere. He's the light. He's the one that helps you see. When you see, what happens? John chapter 3. You walk without stumbling. If you can't see, you will stumble. And when people stumble, they hurt themselves and they hurt others. Why do people have many problems in this world? Because you don't have the light. No, I go to church. That doesn't mean you have the light. You go to a building. And by the way, the church is not a building. It's the people in it. But you go to a place. That doesn't mean you have the light. If you don't have the word in that church, then you don't have light. It's the words of God that give you light. When you hear him, it's like someone shine, putting on bulbs. Whenever you hear the Lord, it's like bulbs coming on. When you don't hear the Lord, Jesus, the Lord God said in Deuteronomy chapter 8, he said, man will not live by only bread, food, that which sustains the body, but by every word. People are unsafe when it is dark. When there is light, things are safer. Armed robbers do not commonly move around during the day. A few, once in a long while, but constant robbery and evil often happens at night. Night is the time for those who do evil. You find that in the book of Job, you know, but I don't think there's any need to read it. Just that since it's not one of those uh, common passages, I almost would have liked to um, show it to you. Okay, so you, you, you find... You find uh, the book of Job tell you that evil people love the night. Chapter 24, verse 14, uh, verse 13, verse 13 to, to 17. Look at it quickly. Then they, there are those who rebel against the light. Are you seeing this? Not knowing its ways or staying on its paths. So the light has ways and it has paths. Are you listening? We don't have time. We are really hurrying. So, you know, daylight is God. What do you call it normally? When there's no daylight, what do you call it? Night. The murderer rises to kill the poor and needy. In the night, he is like a thief. 
the eye of the adulterer. So there's the murderer. There's the thief. There's the adulterer. The eye of... Are you seeing how darkness works? After this, we'll pop by John chapter 3. You know, verse 19 and 20. The eye of the adulterer watches for three lights. Three lights is as it begins to become evening. It will soon be three lights. Thinking, no eye will see me. He covers his face. In the dark, they dig through houses. By day, they shut themselves in. Never to experience the light. For to them, deep dust their morning. Surely they are friends with the terrors of darkness. Have you seen this? You see, you see that there's a whole group of people that love. Ah, it, night is coming. They look forward to darkness. Now, if it's just physical darkness, and it is physical darkness today, tomorrow, Friday night, Saturday night, people love the night. It, they are more comfortable. Many people, young people around the world, around the world, old people too, okay? I'm, I'm just saying. I'm mentioning categories. It's almost time to go clubbing. There are people who love darkness. You see clubs, black, dark, with no lights, lights flashing. <laughs> At least I saw it on TV. Some of you saw it for real. You know what we are talking about here. But don't smile. Your parents might be here. So, you know, um, black place like this. With flashing light. Nothing showing. And people are inside it. Why? They don't even know. The demons that worry them do not like light. They don't like light. It's like, let night come. Let us move around freely. For them, night is morning. Did you see the Bible say? Now, the Bible now says that Jesus is the light of the world. Are you understanding? Are you understanding? So Satan was happy. Was happy. Yeah, the earth is done. And the light of the world came. And has been causing problems since then. You saw what happens to them during the day. They shut themselves in. Alright, John chapter 3. And this is the verdict. The light has come into the world. But men loved the darkness rather than the light. Because their deeds were evil. This is why they prefer darkness. This, there's only one reason people prefer darkness to light. Evil actions. Light is not conducive for evil actions. Why are most people not born again? Why are they not born again? You can't sin happily. Person no fits in. Get peace. Uh -uh, every time they look back, I have to wait. Is it nine? Is it ten? When normal people are getting sleepy, you're getting more alert. Time don't read. Hello? Guy, Nadia said. It's night. That thing. Light has come into the world. So you're not born again. You're not born again. Amongst the reasons, there's ignorance. There's misinterpretation. You don't understand this Jesus thing. People keep saying get born again. You don't understand it. And then there's the most common reason. You simply know that if Jesus comes into your life, all this smells me. All this nonsense you do. You know it is over. You will have to stop sinning. You know. So let's not be pretending. You know. You come in with a bright torch like this. Mm. 
like all these who knows those night watchmen that used to carry big torches? Do you go to a proper boarding school? <laughs> who is who goes there? <laughs> Very annoying. <laughs> and this torch looks like the light of ah. Uh, it, you're like, is that a torch? Or did someone uproot a car headlamp? You know Jesus will do this to you. You know. And you're like, uh, this Jesus. I like you. It's not that I like you. Who does not like Jesus? Everybody likes Jesus. Unbelievers like Jesus. Everybody likes Jesus. But, um, uh, Lord, I believe. Send her. Yeah, I am. Send him. Don't bring that light here. Don't shine it on me. <laughs> Don't shine it on me. You only so when you come to church, you look for the back seat for someone start shining light too much. Let's say someone will be preaching and, and, and come and be pointing at you. Saying, Just stay at the back. They'll be saying, Go to the front. Don't worry. <laughs> if they mistakenly keep you where you don't like not like this at church, there's nowhere to go. There's no space. But normal, you you go out, take a call. Even if you come back, you never arrive back at your seat. You arrive at the back. It's a dread of light because our nature dreads light. Now, I repeat, the light of the world came. The Lord God said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. I'll pass over you. So when he sees light, rat. You have been given a standing, the standing of one who will is supposed to escape the wrath of God. Now, I don't have time to go into it, but unfortunately, many people that escape will still get into the wrath of God. It's unfortunate, but you can see it in the Bible. Okay? He said, it, don't let anyone deceive you. It's because of this thing that the wrath of God, this very thing, Christians, Ephesians 5, Colossians 3, it's because of these things that the wrath of God comes on the sons of disobedience. And it started by saying, don't let anyone deceive you. If you think you're going to behave like sons of disobedience, a child of disobedience, and somehow escape the wrath that I'm giving the other people, you have not listened to Jesus. Jesus said, it will be better for Sodom and Gomorrah than for cities of Judea on the last day, at the day of judgment. Say it will be better. Why? Because the light will shine uninterrupted. So wise people, wise people like most of you, you carry yourself now and say, you know when something is unavoidable, oh boy, you will still pay this money. Mr. Man, no matter what you do, you must pay that thing before you leave here. When you know there is no hope, you try to settle at once. When you know that this light will shine on you, no matter what, wise people like us, you carry yourself to the Lord, you fall before him. You fall on the rock, knowing that if you don't fall on it, it will fall on you. Pentecost, 50 days, Pentecost, after this, was when the Holy Spirit was given. That's the second feast, and that's the second time everyone is supposed to appear before the Lord. If you are going to be a man of God, a child of God, a servant of God, a people, Adam, born of God, you must at least, how many times? I show, at least three times. I show you in Deuteronomy. Three times. But I understand it like the length of it. A full cycle. What's a year? 
of earth's rotation. As they say, what's earth? Man, what were you made from? Oh, come on. Let's do it fast. Be sharp and I'll give you stuff. Sharp, sharp. If you waste time, you, you miss a lot of stuff. What were you made of? Full cycle of your life is a year. You understand? The full cycle of the earth is a year. Yes? The full cycle of your life is a year, right? Full cycle of man. He said once a year. So in your lifetime, everyone should appear before the Lord. Three times. One, the day you gave your life to Jesus and received the forgiveness of the blood. Second, when the Holy Spirit came into you to teach you the law of God. To begin to inscribe the law of God on your heart. When you consecrated yourself like the children of Israel did three days before. And washed your garments. And gathered and waited. And the Lord came down on Mount Sinai. And by the finger of God, he inscribed on tablets of stone. But with the Lord Jesus, that was mediator Moses. But with the Lord Jesus, it's mediator Jesus, the only mediator given by which man can be saved. In the book of Hebrews, one name, Acts 4, tells us, verse 12. And he begins to inscribe upon our heart. When you come before the Lord each of these times, you must bring something. Here you brought a lamb. You brought Jesus, the blood of the lamb. You brought something. He gives you the thing to bring. You bring it. You came with something. No empty-handedness. But I like to point out in the Passover, you don't come only with the lamb. You come also with bitter herbs and unleavened bread. Bread without yeast. Three kinds of yeast. Studied it. The yeast of what? The answer, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. I would that men appear, all men, lift up holy hands, pray with holy hands lifted first. Holiness, the absence, a separated life, free of hypocrisy, without wrath, that anger, without doubt, that is unbelief. The Bible tells you, yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy, Jesus said that, tells you about the yeast of the Sadducees, it's unbelief. Of course, you must have received the newsletter. If you haven't gotten it, get it. Read the three kinds of yeast. If you're here, you haven't gotten the newsletter. Before you leave, just ask. There'll be some copies by the door. Ask whoever came. They'll give you a copy. So, the yeast of the Sadducees is what? Unbelief. The Bible says very clearly that the Sadducees did not believe in what? They didn't believe in angels, resurrection. They didn't believe in all sorts of things. They did not believe. And thirdly, what yeast? The yeast of Herod. The political spirit. The political spirit. The yeast that makes people pick and choose. Sides. It's a faction spirit. The party spirit. I'm in this party, I'm in that party. A very powerful yeast. How does yeast work? Yeast goes into bread. In case you don't know, Jesus is the bread of life. 
and if you don't know apply human bread how is to work he goes into flour and it makes shape when yeast comes in contact with something the thing does not look like how it would be without the yeast yes no put yeast the thing rises no yeast it stays flat like that you put yeast what some people put extra when the, the brother you buy the bread it's, it's, it's like this size like, ha, I'll eat today. See the size of the bread. Thank you, Lord, for this food. You sit down well. Amen. But you like squeezing your bread before eating. So you start squeezing. Ah, this bread smaller. Then you press more. It seems to have this infinite ability to go smaller. You keep squeezing. Ah, I've seen people eat bread. By the time you finish, I've seen this how they do. Especially guys, why I do not know. <laughs> guys are very complicated. Da, guys, eh? Una, well done. Eh? <laughs> guys, <laughs> you guys are complex. As though they, they, they'll pay you money for your tech. Is it bodybuilding? When you finish, you see that mighty bread? This. Is reality. All the rest was yeast. Yeast. We all, some of us, you've seen bread that you put knife like this. There's enough space to put a baby. A baby can go inside. <laughs> That's what yeast does. It distorts reality. Therefore, Jesus over and over again would say, you should avoid the yeast of the Pharisees of the Sadducees of Herod. First Corinthians chapter 5 summarizes it. Please write down every scripture. If you don't know these things, some people here know it. I've taught it thoroughly, but I'm not teaching this thoroughly. I'm zooming past. You need to go and read it. I insist that everyone knows the scripture so that when you're speaking or sharing or answering or being asked something, you don't say, Pastor, it has said. You say, the Bible said. The Bible said, you must be saying the Bible. Now, Bible talk, I'm not being me. If you think there's anything, you say, that one is you. Uh -huh. Question time will come. Ask me. Challenge it. And you know, I'm very quick to say, I don't know. What I don't know, I don't know. We can only infer, but some things we are very sure. Some things are too clear. So we are not guessing. Some things we are sure. So, the yeast comes into a human being. Jesus said, take and eat. This is my body. So bread represents the body. 1 Corinthians 10 tells you we are one loaf. So he's speaking about the body of Christ. When you put yeast into the body of Christ, you have the yeast of the Pharisees, your leaders, your primary leaders are hypocrites. All of you will look like what you are not. Give me good morning. Bless you. Give me good afternoon. Bless you. Give me good evening. Bless you. Spanger. <laughs> Hypocrisy. The gist of the Pharisees. Pretends. A mask. I told you last week. Hippocrates. It's a Greek word, which means to wear a mask. Put a mask on. You don't look like you. 
So you are something else. You can't just be you. Because what you are is shameful. Is this clear? What you are is embarrassing. It's not that God doesn't like you. Oh, but you should repent. Stop being how you are. But hypocrisy makes you to act like what you are not. To convey to others that you are that thing. So if you have Pharisee influence primarily over you, you're going to be expanded into a fake shape that makes you look better than you are. If you're eating the yeast of Sadducees, these are major influences in the body of Christ. When it is mixed in to the bread of the body, unbelief, we don't believe in all those things. This one said he saw an angel. <laughs> it doesn't matter that millions of Muslims are getting born again due to it. It's not true. It's not Jesus. Wow. It's not Jesus, but hundreds of thousands, millions of Muslims. By the way, you should know, if you don't know, that a short time ago, they said the fastest growing churches are in Iran and Pakistan and Afghanistan. If it ends with Stan. Okay. And <laughs> all those places. Why? God feels like this. You mean Muslim countries like this? Yes. What's the major reason they are getting saved? Oh, Jesus is appearing to people. If you don't like it, jump off a bridge. Jesus is appearing to people. Everywhere. They call him the man in white. He said, I saw him. He said to me, go here. He said, read in the Bible. He said, go to the Christians and answer. He said all sorts of things. He appeared to me. I got healed. He appeared to me. This happened. Our Lord is busy. Since you, you're eating, hustling, running after worldly things. Continue. You're our Lord. You know, I told you, when, when did we start calendar of God? When? Wednesday? Friday. We talked about the calendar of God. Again, we talked again about God having a calendar. So when God looks at, ah, no, 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 no. Have you not read before that he looked and there was no man? So he strength, he used his right hand. Didn't I tell you God's hand is who? Christ. God's finger is Holy Spirit. I just told you this thing. You want to do a Bible study on it? You do? You're not sure? Would you like a Bible study on it? Thank God. So, use your Bibles. Study. When you study your Bible, it's called a Bible study. Isn't God good? I love how you guys love scripture. Study your Bible. The finger of God. The arm of the Lord. So he, he, he rouses himself and says, I cannot, I have, I have a deadline. I have a date with humanity. Since this Oga won't go and preach in Afghanistan, this madam is hustling for a degree and this one wants to become a doctor. Oh yeah. So I'll go and preach to the Muslims. It's happening. I'm telling you now. So you can keep hating Muslims. If Jesus doesn't think like you. Why do you hate Muslims? Ah! The yeast of Herod. So yeast of Sadducee says it's not Jesus. You should stop it. Very popular preachers around the world. They may say 60% of what is right. The other 40%, they are full of unbelief. God does not heal. God can, no prophecy again. Nothing supernatural. That's exactly the doctrine of the Sadducees. Again, 
look at our newsletter if you're online please we have it online um there's a digital copy which you can print out and there's an e-copy which you can read directly on your screens okay so make sure you avail yourself of the um, newsletter the gam newsletter gm god's army mobilizing newsletter uh, volume two and we talk about the three kinds of yeast all right so do you know what happened in passover on living bread they say make sure listen if you are going to partake truly in passover you are going to get rid of all living from your house i cannot say that the body of christ even knows what the yeast is not to talk about getting rid of it but everybody claims to have met jesus but the basic rules basic very simple three things to celebrate passover and first Corinthians 5 puts it this way he said you should get rid of the yeast of malice and wickedness that since christ our passover has been crucified christ our passover give it to me therefore let us keep the peace not with the bread living with malice and wickedness but with the unleavened of sincerity and of truth okay what verse is that that christ verse what yes verse 7 get rid of the old living that you may be a new unleavened batch as you really are are you hearing do you hear him say as you really are what does that mean if you really are why is he saying you should get rid of the old living because there's a whole other group of people that say once you are in jesus is done 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 all done 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 you don't need to do anything again this get rid is what I thought there's nothing to get rid of. Any false belief you have, you find something to support you. Except you read the whole scripture. Which everyone should. Read the whole scripture. You get rid of the old living. That you may be a new unliving batch. It's not automatic. The scripture says on the first day, you are to go through all your habitations. Go and look at it. Leviticus chapter 23. Exodus 23 too. I think Leviticus 25. You know, where it gives you the details on all this. Write it down. Go and read it. Those who desire the truth more than ever. Those who desire the truth more than anything else. Alright? If you desire the truth and you learn the ways of God. Exodus chapter 23 from verse 14 to... Uh, you can read it just to verse uh, 17. Okay? That's Exodus. What we read was Deuteronomy 16. Where it said it. But the same thing is in Exodus 14. You know, the Lord... Moses repeated it at different times. And if you look at the book of Leviticus also, you're going to see the same thing in Leviticus chapter 23. Okay? From verse 4. These are the Lord's appointed festivals. You read it all the way down to the end, which is verse 44. Do you have that? I gave you Leviticus 23 verse 4 to 44. I gave you Exodus chapter 23 also. Read that and you see these three feasts. Then you can add the trumpet. That we read. Look at them. They tell you what to do. Now, of course, again, there's a whole batch that say, no, the Old Testament is useless. Whoosh. Oh, God. The Old Testament is the template. The Old Testament is the shadow. That's the blueprint 
You're trying to build a house. Have you not read in Ephesians chapter 2 that is building a dwelling place? What where's the blueprint? This is the blueprint. Someone said they should tear the blueprint that we will build. You tear the blueprint. Jesus rose from the dead. And they asked him, ah! after he rose from the dead, and he began from Moses to show the things concerning himself. From Moses. You want to understand Jesus? He made it very clear in John chapter 5. If you do not believe, do not believe in Moses, how will you believe in me? Are you hearing this? He, oh, come on, give it to me. Uh, uh, John chapter 5. Let me just show you something. Sum up again. Please, if you have not, I know every day we have new people. We have people from last week, week before last, last one. Many of these things will sound strange to you. I will ask that you please listen to the messages. Ask for the messages that talk about these things and listen to them. And it will help you. Is that clear? Ask for and partake. Alright? John um, chapter 5 verse 46 to 47. Read from 45. Uh, give me from 45. Just so I can touch on something. Do not think that I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, in whom you have put your hope. Now listen, this stop, stop. Now, if you stop there, you say, hey, you see? You see, those who believe in reading Moses, <laughs> he will accuse you. Which is why you must be educated enough to read more than one verse of the Bible per time. I always tell everyone that cares to, that sits under me. Read above and read below. Read above and read beneath. Context. But it's not just context. There are contexts. Context with an S. There's multiple contexts. Look here. Do not think that I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses in whom you have put your hope. Down verse 46 and 7. If you had believed Moses, you would believe me because he wrote about me. Is this someone that is bashing Moses? You see how to read the Bible with one leg in your eye. As though you read verse 45, you go, mm, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. He just said, I believe Moses. And this son, precedent for believing in Jesus is what? Believing in Moses. So how? We all have brains. How can you use verse 45 to bash Moses? Verse 47, in case you didn't get verse 46. But since you do not believe what he wrote, who is he? How will you believe what I say? So what must you do if you want to believe Jesus? Now you talk him. Does it sound like I'm trying to pull the wool over your eye? What must you do to be able to believe in Jesus? So before you study Jesus and succeed in believing him, who must you check out and visit her? And when you see him, what must you do in response to what he tells you? Ah. 
Isn't it amazing? Again, what happens when we read the whole Bible and stop picking out verses, pieces, and bits? Yes, it will cause problems for your heart. Yes, you'll be sad many times. Yes, when God starts teaching you things, you look and shake your head. You look at people and say, Oh God, how do I tell her that she's wrong? And yes, they'll shout at you. And yes, you'll be told that you're acting like you know too much. you hear many things. You'll be persecuted for knowing. Yes, and you say, Ecclesiastes, Solomon said, with much knowledge comes grief. Have you ever stood and watched an accident unfolding? Before it happened and after it happened, were you in grief? Did you ever have a dream about disaster coming on someone? And you tried to tell and they didn't listen and it came to pass? Were you grieved all the time before it came to pass? Was that person grieved? No, the person was living his life. You that saw the vision, had the revelation, the warning, the dream. You were, oh, when you see them, instead of being happy, you're sad. You start crying sometimes because you know what is coming. This used to happen to me 20 something years ago when it first started. It was the most terrible thing. I was just sitting and my eyes would fill with tears as it before. I'd be like, what? Even for people I don't know. And yours truly, just watch. One, two, three, bam! Disaster will strike that person. Some would even die. Very sad. So, so I know what it means when people say they don't want to know things. Because it's very painful to see someone. And, like, and sometimes it makes you angry, especially if you try to tell them. They don't listen. But I know it also helped me. It's one reason I tell the truth a lot. I told God after the second or third person died, I tried to decide in my heart that, see, when God tells me something, I'll tell you. Just that, ah, God, mentoring is good. I would, I would, <laughs> I remember a university. You see the out of a spam bitty around the bush. Sorry, sister. Is, can we see later? I was very sure. I, I can spend first one month before I even approached you. And then when the time comes, um, there's this thing. Uh, what I'm about to say now. The way God speaks to me. I know you don't really know me, but hey, God. See, this is how they used to settle it. It's okay, brother. Talk. You can talk. Tell me. Tell me. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll be looking down, feeling embarrassed. I, I, I'm not saying, but usually when I have this sense in this, it's because uh, something, something that is not nice. I'll dance, so they will keep comforting me. Peter, say what you have to say. <laughs> and every time, every single time, every single time, only once can I remember when someone said, that does not, I don't, I don't think that applies to me. That person is dead. I didn't even know she had been dead for years. I was told two, three, four years ago that she had died three, four, five years before that. I told her 15 years before that. Now, I didn't tell her she did anything, but I told her they would. I saw Wala. 
young young girl. I was in my final year. She was in year one. So you can't say she was. So maybe she died ten years ago. I don't know. She died long time ago. I didn't hear it. Someone just told me some years ago. My point is many times. Now listen for those of you that fear that I'm not talking about death matter. Sometimes it wasn't death, but some judgment was coming. Yeah, you know. I, so I I I beg God. When one young 23 year old girl died, you know, and you know, and and I, I said, God, please, please don't, let it not be. You have told me something, and then it still happens. So it made me a bit bold down. I am still very cowardly. I still dance around the bush. I mean, you would think I should be bolder, but it's easier when I'm preaching. It's general. You don't know I'm talking to you. But even if I hear something personal about you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Babe, I tell you once, twice, you slap me. Whether mentally or this thing, I'll leave you alone. Because I also think the more they tell you and the less you listen, the more trouble you're entering. So I, I think about it. I say, this person will not listen. I've noticed. This person never listens to anything. So at least let them be happy while they are not listening. Whatever happens to them, at least they were happy before it happened. Not the one that they are sad and not listening because you can listen and still not do anything about it. It's unfortunate, but it's real. There are people who despise prophesying. They have the living of the Sadducees. They boldly oppose things. Now, I'm not saying, I'm going to give an example. Someone asked me uh, after um, the study, I'm sorry, I, I almost never remember which day the study was. Whether it was Bible study Wednesday or Friday. But I spoke about um, angels. When was that? Angels coming with messages and all of that. And uh, so someone sent a, a, a question online on via email. Via email. You know, it was sun, it must have been Sunday. I remember because I got back when I left here, I had another meeting till about seven, then I had another meeting till about eleven. And I, this was around 2 o'clock. So 2. I remember I was sitting on my bed and replying. And uh, in the middle of the night. And the person asked why God will leave the Holy Spirit that he has given us to go and be sending angel. That what kind of revelation? Give me book of Revelation chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. Is that what kind of revelation would God need to send through an angel when he has given us the Holy Spirit? So I answered, this kind of revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants, what might soon come to pass. He made it known by sending his angel to his servants. Said he testifies to every, this is the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Who carried it? Angel verse 3 now says, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. And blessed are those who hear and obey what is written for the time is near. And I end up with, may you, may you be able to hear and obey what is written. Thank you much for your question. I like people like that. They ask questions, not the one that sits down and says, yeah. Now, has he believed it? I don't know. I pray, I pray the yeast in him is not too much. I had to point out that this was after Jesus rose from the dead. Have you heard people quoting Hebrews chapter 1? That God in times past spoke to us 
through the prophets. But now he has spoken through his son. That everything is Christ. This one, this is before, after, during. This is Revelation chapter 1. When they write them. Bafta. When did they write Revelation? If you want to look for something to not believe, you will find. The only thing I can assure you of, for every unbelief people have, they never read their Bibles properly. There's nobody that is humble. You know one thing, thing God has used to help me, which I teach every time and to everyone who cares to listen. Listen, if you stay humble in this world and you're open to being wrong constantly, you're open to hearing correction from anybody that is correct. Do you understand me? Hey, you don't come and tell me. This your red is bright. This your shirt is bright red. I don't go. Oh wow! Thank you. Sorry, your confusion. <laughs> this is not bright red. Now nah, this color is not the color you're thinking. This is copper colored, copper brown, coppery brown, whatever you want to call it. But it's not bright red. Maybe I'm, I didn't get the brown right, but it's some form of brown. Clay brown. Something. Burnt orange. One, one fake hero here. Just, I don't know who to talk. Thank you very much. Burnt orange. But who has enough knowledge to know that there's another name for it? Even you that told me you don't have enough knowledge to know. Me, I have enough knowledge to know that different categorizations exist of the same color. No, I don't mean shades. I mean the same color. One group, one category, we'll call it this and then that. that. I don't mean your onions uh, are popular. I don't mean that thing Nigerians came up with. <laughs> Cockroach brown. <laughs> Nigerians sat down and said, everybody go, they give color. Everybody go, they give color. British give color. America give color. Oh, awesome color. You just came up with your own color. Pepper red. That one might almost be true. Whenever a Camry hits Nigeria, bah, I don't know who does it. They look at it. Baby boy. Pencil. I don't know who is the Camry namer, but the person is interesting. You would think there is no model number. Those things don't have year. In other countries, they'll say the 1998 model. Fish eye. Muzzle. Spider. Big for nothing. Worry not they carry last. <laughs> you guys, don't, 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 don't mind them. Don't mind them. We will come up with it. Yeah, but that's good English, you know. But um, Khaki brown. Someone say Tony brown. Tony, this also. Nigerian, Katon brown. <laughs> I love my country. Sadducee spirits will not allow you to believe the most believable things. 
Humility will make you open to correction from everyone. If you don't have the humility to ask, please, what color is this? I don't know what to call it. I know some people not like the way I preach because I ask questions while I'm preaching. I'm asking questions from the crowd. That's your problem. You see this, me? I'm, I love knowledge. And I'm willing to learn from <laughs> two-year-olds. <laughs> I don't care your size. What is this? So I can add it to my knowledge. Pride makes you walk around like this. You want to act like you know everything. Someone's one, oh God, it's so embarrassing. I almost never tell this story. I'm not sure I'll still tell it. Ah, no, 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 no. It's good to humble yourself. Especially if you know you stand in public places. Because any wrong belief you have, when you stand on, in front of an international audience and speak error with boldness, like the other day, in Afghanistan. <laughs> you say one off-color thing like this. The vice president slapped the president. He got it. The man's face swelled up. <laughs> now this is a joke. A joke. Maybe a, com a, co a comedian came on and pretended and put on the face and acted. Hey, bah! Now be telling people like it was published in the New York Times. Error. And many people say very heavy error. And they say with great boldness and passion. And they make sure they spread it. Because you won't be humble. Another reason is because you like to have an opinion very fast. You don't believe in waiting for things to put up. While the thing is hot, you must say something. Now, I understand people that are running online what do you call them handles social media handles they they want viewers so they can make money it's bad to tell lies for money but at least i understand why you're doing it but you that doesn't make one kobo from anything you say why must you have a strong opinion no it's peter Abi that carried it i'm telling you uh -uh. I tell you, say no be a tick to carry that in a bit of it. He took it, put it in his left pocket. Oga, how will you how do you know? Oh boy, they tell you something now. Now inside room the day now. Were you in the room? How how do you know? Oh boy, oh boy now why why they like you? You too they like argue. Don't be angry now, okay? I'm asking how you know. Abi, you said it was your room? Peter, Abi, I think you came to your room. How do you know? They get angry. That's the level of pride people have. You hear them comment about politics, about anything. You would think they are the ones that instigated that they have 50 cameras in the place. Meanwhile, they know nothing. This story, they may have heard it from the drunk guy that lived near them. The faction spirit, the yeast of Herod. These are the different yeasts the scriptures speak about that you must avoid. You should not want it. You must want sincerity and truth. Is it true that God sends angels to people? Yes. 
Many people in this house have seen angels. Many. And there are those that say, How can you see? And the real mockery, they will never believe it. Because they have not seen. So another person cannot see because you have not seen. They have seen. And there's nothing you can do about it. Including people here who didn't believe it's possible. You've seen. Some have seen and don't know. Have you not read Hebrews 13? That some have entertained angels unaware. They may have, you may have come in contact with an angel and not even know. In International House of Prayer, they had a meeting many years ago. And a brother who stayed far away arrived. They were having a conference and people were arriving, registering. And this brother arrived. And they greeted him. Ah, brother. Yeah. And all that. During the meeting, the man, the servant of God stood. He was on a, a balcony sitting in front of thousands of people and greeted him. Our brother, all the way from this thing, let's greet him. He stands up, waves. Thousands of people see him. Thousands. As far as I recall it. So it's not one person. It's not I saw him outside. I thought I saw. Let's greet him. The next day, brother came to register. He said, how? You didn't register yesterday? He said, no, I just arrived. He said, how? What are you talking about? <laughs> he said, I just, I've been driving. I drove all night. I just said, you were introduced to the whole crowd. He said, I just arrived now. They never found the other guy. <laughs> Do what you like with that. Do what you like with it. Carry your own belief. Nearest river. Look for one that is not deep. Because you're not ready to meet your God. With that amount of unbelief. You can't stand in front of God and say, Who are you? I am God. I don't believe it. Your mates are the other side. <laughs> Just go down. Go down, down. Look. You go down. Turn left. You start feeling it's warm there. It's there. A day on meat, right? right? A day on day. Unbeliever. God does not want us to be unbelievers. God wants us to be people who believe. You've got to believe. But if you have eaten the yeast of try, discourage people from reading every kind of book and listening to every kind of preacher. Don't listen to preachers that don't believe in the supernatural. If you know me, I'm very level-headed. So I'm not one of those people who jump around very crazily and all that. No. But I don't interfere with the Holy Spirit either. You can't tell God, God, you can't do that. Lord, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't just be pushing people down. Eh? In this, you know, your word says everything should be done decently and in order. So someone cannot decently fall down. Have you seen children playing before? Okay, they should jump, they should play decently. If you're playing in the sand, you should play. What do you call it? Kata. Kanda. Tad. What do they call me yourself? Where someone runs and beats someone, I touch you, and then you run, you must touch them back. Push you, push you. <laughs> Which one have I left out? 
police and team. Please, can you play this and Everything must be done this and in order. Thank you. No one cannot have peace in this world. Because a group of people got together. When you sing, it must be. I've been a person give you mic. Oppress God's people. Someone cannot play in this world. Oh, that's not what God meant. No, all you have to do is actually read. Hey, actually read the first Corinthians 14. Actually read it with a pen and a book. Be writing down. When you read, write down what he says. When you finish, what you wrote, you read and tell some ideas. And by the way, check out some words. Order eh, refers to sequence in its own time. First, testimonies. Let's thank God. Let's hear the word. That's order. So sometimes the order is, everyone, pray in the spirit. Look, look at the disorder here. What is disorder? You don't know what disorder is. Go and study your Bible and see what was disorder. Disorder is when grown men are sinning. When people are sleeping with people's wives in church. That is disorder. Does that sound disorderly? Yes, sir. Sinners everywhere. Sinners everywhere. Disorderly people. The Bible tells you the word disorderly is used in the New Testament. And it refers to people acting in ways that are Wrong! Breaking the laws of God. That is disorder. Disorder is not what people are praising. Children are going, yeah, 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 ah, yeah, singing, jumping. Well, people are praising and you say, control your children. You're not the first person that said they should control these children. You remember how Jesus answered them? There was this group of elderly men that were leaders. And he told a certain man who was riding a People were disorderly, disorderly, removing their clothes and keeping on the ground for donkey to ride on. Who does that? He did not tell them, be ordered on your jacket. He rode on it. And the children shouted, Hosanna! Bless this who comes. Are you here? He said, he died them. Stones will start being disorderly. Let me complete what Jesus did not say. Come out here! <laughs> Don't interfere with scripture. There's... Oh, okay, enough. I've looked for trouble enough, right? Let me pause for two minutes before I sleep. I mean to look for trouble. In between, I'll be preaching. There must be an unbeliever listening to me somewhere. Ah, you, you're the one interfering with my message. You see how God loves you? You stop my feast of trumpet. Just to talk to your unbelief. <laughs> you guys usually don't believe. If you know how many times I leave a meeting, it's specific. There's somebody now, now, listening and saying, <clears throat> as they disagree, God, the next thing I see is answering them one after another. That's why I don't know how anybody can be an unbeliever. If you tune into our meetings, how can you be an unbeliever? When you think something in your mind and I answer it, how can you be an unbeliever? You don't, there's a God, he knows the secrets of your heart. 
that's the evidence you need. You don't need any additional evidence. The fact that you turn this way in your room, I answer it. You're sitting here as you do like this. The next thing I say is direct answer as though you asked it. Which evidence do you want again? How did I know? Ah, thousands of thousands. That's how I know. God is, that shows you there's a God. He knows. He knows. He knows. You come with your questions, you arrive here. He answers one after another as though you, you sent me a long sheet. That's your God. How can you be an unbeliever? Christian unbeliever. No, I don't believe in gift of the Spirit. What do you believe in, please? This thing is called word of knowledge, where you speak words that show that you have knowledge you shouldn't have. That's it. Words of knowledge. Last week, again, I can't remember. I almost never remember, but I saw a message. Someone said, I don't know, whatever, and he said, oh, I was asked this question. I went somewhere. I had something to ask pastor or something, or maybe it's a new person. Ah, I helped me now. You know, I was intending. What topic did we talk about? Whatever. I'm past, I, uh, the person said he was asking. Do you remember last week I stood and talked about the plan of God? Uh -huh. Person said they had the questions very clear. What is my life or what's the plan? What am I even doing? Where am I going? What am I have? And I came here and I stood and I laid out the plan. This is the plan. This is the plan. You know, what plan does God have? That's why that meeting, whichever one it was. Part of why I went that way. Because somebody, one of God's children somewhere, whom God wants to let know that, hey, I love you enough to stop a meeting, stop a pastor's plan, stop a preacher's plan, and just spend hours just answering you. Now God wants you to believe in the supernatural. But if you eat of the yeast of Sadducees, Everything, your automatic setting is to doubt things. If you know me, what's my favorite saying? Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. I say, test all things. Hold fast to what is good. Hold fast to what is good. Hold fast to what is good. First Thessalonians 5 verse 21. Favorite scripture. I say it all the time. I tell you to challenge everything. Test it. But don't challenge it with the heart of an unbeliever. Challenge it with the care of a diligent person. Are you understanding? Challenge it. They tell you, this one, ah, madam, buy this one. This one. This is not the original. You say, how much? They say, 1,200. You know the original one. The, the cost of buying it is not less than one eight, And it's one two. Do you steal it? And you say, eh, show me, you get any other one. Okay. I, I they come. You check the other place. You're testing things. You test it. You, you ask questions. So I tell everyone, test things. I'm not saying you should walk around with your brain open. So open-minded. Someone said, your brain might fall out. Don't go from one extreme to the other. Do not be those who claim to believe everything and anything. Be those who question things. But what do you use to question it? The light of the world. Do you remember? That's how you question. Take the word of God and you go. You check it out. When it's clear, then you can go on. Is this clear? The Feast of Tabernacles comes after the Holy Spirit has been teaching you. Writing in your heart. 
That feast starts with trumpets being blown. What it ends with is boots being set up. I'm only going to talk about, I'm thinking, maybe the Lord might allow us to study. Who knows? A little more. We've studied bits and pieces. I've spoken about these things in the past. Ask for the messages where I spoke on this, okay? Please. Ask for the messages where I spoke on tabernacles. Here and there, I've spoken about it. I've spoken for a good while. But Feast of Trumpet starts with trumpets being blown. It's the last feast. It's the last feast. It's the feast where Jesus stands and says, If anyone thirsts, let him come unto me. Do you remember? You know what usually happens to Christians when they read the Bible? Whenever you come across feasts, you're thinking of Passover. Passover. You, you don't even think about it. You just know. No, but sometimes it's not. On the last day of the great feast. So, there are different feasts. The Feast of Tabernacles ends with houses being built with branches of trees. And people staying under them. Sokot in the Hebrew. It means dwelling. Tabernacle. It means to stay with someone. It's, it's almost the opposite of visitation. It is where the person stays. Dwells as opposed to passing through. Do you understand? Why does this feast, why do these three feasts end with that? Because the Lord Jesus is a symbol of the third time we must appear before the Lord. Do you remember? Everyone must appear before the Lord at least three times. Every human being is supposed to go through these stages. You're supposed to give your life to Jesus. You're supposed to encounter the Holy Spirit and be baptized. And you are supposed to allow the Lord to tabernacle. Some people call it sanctification. You know, justification, sanctification. And they end there. There's a third one. It's called glorification. Tabernacles. Many people don't know about this. It's been called the lost feast of the church. Those who understand this usually think differently from other Christians. When you understand that they are not, it's not twice you appear before the Lord, but thrice. When you stop at Pentecostal, I am a Pentecostal. I've said it for 20 something years. I'm not a Pentecostal. I stopped being a Pentecostal 20 something years ago. They are not two feasts of the Lord. They are three. Why on earth do you celebrate two? Why? Because you don't understand that it's a shadow of things to come. This shadow you practice when you gave your life to Jesus and asked for his forgiveness. This one you practice when you ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Why on earth have you left out the third one? Why? Why? Are you wiser than God? So I challenge everyone listening. Make sure you get to understand tabernacle. Because that is the destination. That's the last point. The God of threes. The God of threes. Is this clear? The Lord wants us to come to the place where we have peace in this knowledge. What are trumpets about? That first day they will blow a trumpet. What will follow later, let me just give you the overview, is a time of repentance and mourning. A time of repentance and morning. Let's look at Leviticus chapter 23, verse 23. 23, verse 23. The Lord also said to Moses, keep going, please. Speak to the Israelites and say, on the first day of the seventh month, you are to have a day of rest. A sacred assembly announced by trumpet blast. That's what it's about. You are to pause. It's a Sabbath, a day of rest. Whenever I see rest, day of rest, that's a Sabbath. Okay? 
you must not do any regular work. You know, I just shared again this Sunday. That Sabbath does not mean just the seventh day of the week. There are multiple Sabbaths. There's a Sabbath of every week, seven days. There's a Sabbath of every seven years. There's a Sabbath of every 49 years, which is seven times seven. That's called the Jubilee. Each of them marked a season of certain things happening. When God says the day of rest, that's a Sabbath. So if they tell you, oh, it's a Shabbat. It means a day of rest, a day you don't work, a day you don't go to the farm or go and do business. That's what it is. You should know it. God had these seasons which he gave his people. It's not a Jewish feast. The Bible calls them the feasts of the Lord. If you go read the passages I gave you, you see them. He calls them the feasts of the Lord. What are the feasts we practice? Oh, you practice um, Christmas and Easter. <laughs> okay. Too many new people. Leave it alone. So you can, so you can swallow the one you can. But those are not the feasts of the Lord. No, no, it doesn't matter. Ah, I wish you were right. It matters a little. Why? Oh, because there are seasons for everything. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. To everything there is a season. No, to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose. Under heaven. Do you hear? Where is under heaven? There is a time for every purpose on earth. So everything, there is a season. So there are these seasons where there's certain things happening. Those who know, typically prophetic people know on these things. Certain things start happening. Certain things start happening. It's like a door is open. It's like a door is open. Things, certain things are easy during that time. You won't know till you take notes. Or if you keep it there and you go back and check. You notice, ah, around this time, certain things happen. Because it's season. It's the season for Udara. It's the season for Abalum. As the Yoruba call it. The season for corn. During the season for corn, corn is cheap. Yes? Or cheaper. It was not cheap this last time. It was just cheaper. Later, it gets costlier. Because it's the season. So things are easier Certain things are easier at certain times. If you are wise, you plan. During that time, you gather. Do you get? So, um, before refrigeration, before fridges were made, white people would, during, before the winter season, when they harvest, they could harvest strawberries. They could harvest um, even oranges. Uh, many different kinds of food. And they would make jam. A lot of what you call jam, they would boil it. They would, they would put it through a process and put them in jars and tighten them and keep them, some in cellars, in cool places apart. And that's what they will eat for the whole year. For the whole year. Because that harvest will not exist anymore. So if you don't harvest it and keep it, you're stranded. The corn, we know that one a bit. You, you dry it. You shock it, okay, or you leave them in the house, a dry place in your villages. How many of you have seen over over the hearth where the fireplaces, where they will hang corn to dry stable? All of that. So that is because the season will pass. You will not have it again. When the season is gone, you can't plant corn. Your feelings are irrelevant. 
in under natural circumstances, forget about the man's uh, technological tampering. When the season, no matter how sincere you are, uh, the water washes away. It has, it's not a matter of sincerity. The season is gone. Many people don't know their seasons even now, and therefore they don't avail themselves of it. If you know the seasons of God, you act certain ways at certain times a bit differently. Certain things are easily available, cheaper, easier to get, even in the spirit realm or from the spirit realm. And there are times that it's harder. Keep going. Again, the Lord said to Moses, the tenth day of this seventh month is the day of atonement, shall hold a sacred assembly. So, you see, and humble yourselves and present an offering made by fire to the Lord. So, ten days from the first day. So, they would announce it by trumpet. And I'm saying that this season marks the trumpet season. Okay? The Feast of Trumpets is a season. Now, what are trumpets about? That's what I really want to show you. Do you want to know? Okay, the book of Numbers chapter 10. It's almost the first mention of the trumpet in the Bible. But you should understand that the word jubilee itself refers to the ram's horn. A ram known as a jubilee. That thing on its head. In our language, no. What do you call it in Hebrew? Horn. No Hebrew person here. Mpi. 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 Yoruba. Yoruba. Horn. You can speak up now. Iwo. 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 Horn. Have you written it down? Okay. Mpi. <laughs> it sounds like... <laughs> Saying in my language that in English, I be the IP. Sorry, I should not have fallen. I think it was in some of your minds. Eh? The horns of a ram is known as a jubilee. The horn, that's the word. Jubilee. Exactly. Lord said the shofar. Yes. The horn and when you go and look at the word in the Hebrew, you're going to see it written there. Like, ah, what is it called? He said at the Jubilee, you blow the Jubilee. <laughs> it's very interesting. So that's what it was called. So literally the name. But there are different kinds of horns, okay? Numbers 10, verse 1. Verse 2. Make two trumpets, the Lord said. That's not what the Lord said. Make two trumpets. What? Calling the congregation and for having the camp set out. So watch what's about to happen. I'm speaking prophetically. I'm telling you actual things, okay, that are going to happen this season. We've even gotten prophetic words confirming this morning. Yesterday I was sharing with the family. Different people have confirmation. I didn't note down the things they said, but the general thing, like I don't have it. I could get it and read it out, but I don't think we have the time. So take the general thing. Some of it will share it on the groups. You can see it prophetic instructions for this season. A big wave is coming. Why? Because it is when trumpets sound, it's not for fun. When you hear the trumpet on some of these things called cars, some buses, some kekes, you think a mighty trailer is coming. A same man, you talk one small thing. And it used to even be more annoying when it was on motorbikes. 
they announce the advancement of something. Yes? It's not for nothing that there's the blowing of trumpets. Alright? And specifically, the Lord told Moses to do it for calling the congregation. That to gather them. To get them to come. It's for calling. For speaking. So it's equal to saying, come here. But it's a trumpet. So when the Lord says, blow the trumpet in Zion. Are you understanding? It's not blow the trumpet in Zion. So the people start dancing in your houses. And you say, that's not why they blew a trumpet. Are you hearing me? They didn't blow a trumpet for you to start dancing. Let's eat. No. The blowing of the trumpet is you're supposed to seek understanding of what the voice of the trumpet means. Are you hearing me? You are supposed to want to understand the trumpet means. If you stand it, you will not respond as you should. And if you don't respond as you should, you will get into Chapter 14, 8 says, Temple, the trumpet makes an unclear sound. Who will get ready for battle? There's this incumbent muffled call. Who will prepare for battle? In other words, when the sound is clear, what do you do? So trumpets prepare people for battle. It's the trumpet call that makes the man jump up from bed and put on his armor. Darling, oh yeah, yeah. Latch it behind my back. Get, uh, Johnny, get my sword. And he runs out. If he doesn't run out, if daddy and the young men 20 above do not run out do you know what will likely happen do you know what happens if the watchman did not stand on his watch and see what the lord said and blow charging enemy forces come in Whoa. and when you do wake up you're waking up to the sound of death and your husband jumps up, bam, and runs to the door. No armor. Ah! They spear him first. Then they come and drag you out by the leg. If they don't rape you first. There's chaos everywhere. When there are no trumpet blowers. This is serious stuff I'm telling you. I know again, we are living when? Gentiles as we are. Living in the time when nothing matters. We think everything happens by chance. Don't know that everything we enjoy. Somebody. Some people. Somewhere. And making sure those things happen. Most of them on their knees talking to God, saying, God, please, no. God, please, no. No, God, please, give us more time. God, help more people repent. God, help. Please, God. Please, can you push it back? And sometimes the Lord says, okay, I'll give you one more year. During that time, you try to repent. We have to stop gossiping. We have to stop being hypocrites. We have to stop Telling lies. We must stop being greedy. Mm -mm. And they yes, yes. what they did to Jeremiah. And those very things which God said, you see. Jeremiah. I answered you right. I gave you one year. But people did not repent. I'm sorry. Army from the north. Marching. What does everybody start doing? Do you know what they were doing then? Oh, go and read the book of Jeremiah. They were saying, we are the Lord's people. Nothing can happen to us. It happened to them all. Everything Jeremiah said, go and read Jeremiah chapter 4. 
everything he said. Jeremiah would sit down and say, my heart, my heart, the pain in my heart. Because he had heard the sound of the trumpet, of the siren, heard the sound of the horn. Go forth! And no, they didn't hear it. That's the burden of the prophets. You tell people things they can't see. You're telling them sounds you are hearing. They, they ignore you. The most common thing they do is disregard it. Then it hits. Bam! Then everyone starts speaking English. The more annoying things, when they start blaming everything except, and you know that that's not what God said four years ago when he told you about this very thing that will happen. He said, because of my people who are sinning, Write down Jeremiah 4 and read it. Write 5 too. Jeremiah chapter 5. I don't want to open it. You can read the whole book. That's best. You really see. And by the way, you better know the book of Jeremiah is going to happen. Oh, it will happen to the church. Mm, not church in Nigeria, only the church in the world. It's going to happen. The churches of God will, will doubt there is a God. Well, because they don't listen to the sound of the trumpet. And when God gives them watchmen, they don't listen either. In fact, they don't like watchmen. They like false prophets who prophesy wine and oil. You know those prophets? You don't know them? They prophesy wine. My brother, I see it. I see it. Before this year is over, I see three cars. Take a seat, take a seat. Something that will pay me. <laughs> it would be funny if it wasn't so, so, so sad. And the man who has not paid school fees for his children will bring money or keep him to pay rent and you give it. Give it to someone who has not less than 89 million in his account. You add your own 100 thousand very money let the landlord will chase you out you go to the village and live with those children let's see your children are village children okay this does not happen in nigeria maybe every day and the show goes on and you stand up and say hey god doesn't do things like that listen to me god cannot ask you to give you money give money you don't have why would he is God in need of cash? To what? Buy a second throne? <laughs> what, what? Don't ask me where they come from. I think about it. I never think of this thing. It's very sad. No, no, no. It's very sad. My heart tears. And the bad thing is you come across these people and they say, God disappointed me, God failed me. And by the time you ask them, you're like, which God? Which God? A human being like you, you being the who you are, which God? When they say, read your Bible, you not read. You want prayer meetings. Keep on. You shall not live by bread alone, but by every prayer meeting. You show me. Today you can show me and trust. Where God exalted prayer above listening to his word and obeying it. You can't show me, so there's no need. And they will keep doing these things. 
if you knew the word law, you wouldn't want this. And there are all these people deceiving people. And they are using the name of Jesus to deceive people. When was it that I said that they turned God's people into meat? What meeting was that? And that Jerusalem is a pot. And the people are pieces of meat. Sunday morning, family meeting, Sunday first meet service. Oh, okay, so the rest of the house will have heard it. But I, I told this in Ezekiel. It is in Ezekiel chapter 7 or 8. But if you look at Micah, you see the same thing. Then I said, listen, Micah chapter 3 from verse 1. If you want it, uh, go and... How many of you went and checked it out for yourself? You didn't go and check that Jerusalem is a pot and the people are pieces of me. I told you to always confirm anything I tell you. You have to know it for yourself. When you go, go and read Micah chapter 3, all of it. Give me verse 1, 2, 3. Then I said, Hear now, O leaders of Jacob, you rulers of the house of Israel, should you not know justice? You hate good and love evil. You tear the skin from my people and strip the flesh from their bones. You eat the flesh of my people after stripping off their skin and breaking their bones. You chop them up like flesh for the cooking pot, like meat in a cauldron. Who is he talking to? Muslim. Who? Eh? He's painting your neck. Who? Who? Leaders of Assyria. Babylon. Leaders of Jacob, house of Israel. And he is in short telling them, is this justice you're doing? And he said, my people, you chop them up, you strip them. You think, so God knows things are already hard with you. Then he strips off the flesh from the bone. That's stripping you down to the last. This God, I keep asking. People know God and you believe God knows things are hard with you. Then he wants to, how Jeremiah said it, you grind the face of my people, in the, of the poor. They are already poor. Then, then, then you scrub them to nothing. Then drive in a big car home. If you had heard the voice of the trumpet, you wouldn't enter problems like that. It's because either you have no watchmen in your life or you despise trumpet calls. When you hear pa, you go, oh boy, leave that thing. Leave that thing. Oh boy, to the fear. You don't know when to be afraid. You don't know when to respond to the trumpet. Isaiah 58 says, raise your voice like a trumpet. So often the way the trumpet comes is a human voice. Give it to me. Cry aloud. Spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet. And do what? Show my people aggression and the house of Jacob. Do you see why I usually dub trumpet carriers? If I threw him into a well, did all sorts of things to him. Because he shows people their transgressions and their sins. And nobody. who do they show? Which people? Assyrians? Babylonians? Who? The house of Jacob. God's people. These same people whose leaders finishing them off. Nobody wants you to come and tell them, how dare you touch my, 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 my special man of God? 
How dare you? Who are you to speak against? Speak against what? The job of watchmen is to show people their transgression. Lying is, thou shalt not make all speakers. Cut the pride. Cut the pride. He that has not seen amongst us, throw the first stone. Is this a stone? Thou shalt not tell lies. Thou not commit adultery. What is complicated about it? You should not commit adultery. All I will be stealing from your office. Christian steal. All all, all these politicians, leave them alone first. Did they tell me they are going to heaven? Is their song, I am running the race to me, married him. Is it not your song? They said I should tell who about their transgressions and sins. Politicians. Oh, I should tell Christians. You're like, eh, eh, you're not come. Who has heard this story about, don't say any bad thing about the people of God. So they have come back. These are the people that killed Jeremiah, attempted to release. It's, it's the same people. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, everyone. I, 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 Elijah, they went after him. Elisha, as long as you're telling the truth, never us. Always tell the truth about armed robbers, unbelievers, Muslims, politicians, especially those in the other party we are not part of. We are not saying you shouldn't tell the truth. They don't tell it about Christians. But when we lift our voice like a trumpet, who are we supposed to tell the truth about? Can you understand why there are so many disasters? Because people are not blowing the trumpet. The trumpet is not being blown. The, the, the trumpet carriers have been silenced. And we want Remember how I gave you the overview of the three appearances before the Lord, so you understand it. The Lord cannot come and tabernacle with you if there's no first blowing of the trumpet. Are you understanding? Have you not heard that the trumpet will sound and the Lord will descend with the cry of the archangel? And the trumpet will sound. He will come and dwell with people who have rejected him and everybody is getting ready for rapture. You ain't going nowhere. You have not been listening to the previous trumpet blowers. You want the trumpet blower, son of God. By the time he comes, he's coming for judgment. I will show it to you. I'll show it to you. Rat go. Rat goes first. You want him to come. How is he going to come? Don't you know you must prepare the way for the king to come? Trumpets sound before he comes. And these trumpets are the voices of those who show God's people their sin and say, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Do you understand these things? It has never changed. God never changes. But those who say, I will not hear. I will not listen. Please, can you at least agree that you're not waiting? There's no way you're waiting for the Lord. You're in trouble if the Lord comes. You're in trouble. If it's the classic the normal belief in rapture, the way most Christians believe it. Let me pretend it's correct. It is not. But let me pretend it is. How can you not be left behind? You lie. You steal. You cheat. You commit immorality. You do everything you're not meant to do. How do you think God takes a good day? You think God will take bribes? You think you're going to stand in front of God? as going to say, guy, 
just because I like it. Enter. Where? To the most high God. He gave you your whole cycle of life to get ready. Do you remember when he told the man that said, Lord, he said, why is this plant here not bearing fruit? And he said, why does it encumber the ground? Cut it down. He said, Lord, do what? Give me one more year. I will still dig around it. I will manure it. Then if it does not still bring forth fruit. So when God gives us seasons, cycles, every year, three times you shall appear. Cycles. Where did I speak about cycles? Some days ago. Which one? First or second meeting? First meeting. I spoke about cycles. I had no idea of what today represented. People, a cycle has come. Oh, even if you hear nothing else, I hope I said it. A cycle has come. We are, we are being given things that are about, new things are about to happen. New opportunities are coming. So the Holy Spirit, who knew this date was coming just two days ago, or a, a three days ago, I had no idea. That's enough confirmation. A cycle comes round, and when a cycle comes round, we are meant to ride the saw. That was the picture I had. I don't know if I shared it that day or where I shared it, maybe in, in the house. Have you seen softboard riders? Who, who ride? Huh? And they climb on top of it, and the wave comes, and they are prepared. They paddled, met it, got up on the soft, the wave, it carries them. Instead of drowning them, it carries them. So when you position yourself right, mentally, in your life, by repenting and putting things in order, making peace, doing the things God says, when the cycle comes, it becomes a happy cycle for you. But when it comes for others, it becomes sad. The Shunammite woman entered a seven-year famine ready because of her proper behavior with the servant of God who was the trumpet, Elisha, at that time. He said to her, seven years of famine are coming. Take your family and go to the land of the Philistines. Just like her forebear years before called Isaac had gotten up to go to Egypt and the Lord said, no, stay. How many of you? Okay, have I looked for trouble enough today? Sorry, it entered my route. It's not that I'm trying to look for too much trouble in one day, okay? I tried to minimize the trouble I caused. Um, Genesis 26, and Isaac planted in the land and reaped a hundredfold was not in the land where there was famine. I know this one really offends people. It's not my fault. It's, it's Genesis 26. Hmm? You want to check? Check when you go home. So you can take time. Check in Greek, in Hebrew. Okay. So it was not in the land where there was famine that he planted and lived hundred mm -mm. It was in the land of the Philistines that he planted and lived hundred the land where there was famine was the land of Canaan, his own, their own area. He had moved. So move when God says move and stop proving anything. When God says move, move. Many people are dying in spiritual famine because long ago God said move. He said, no, I'll plant in this land and reap hundredfold. It's not the land that there was famine that he planted. 
He wanted to pass to Egypt. And God says, stay in the land that I will show you. And the Bible says, Isaac grew up in Gerar. Of the Philistines. It's from there, Abimelech saw him through the window with his wife playing. And said, ah, she's not your sister, she's your wife. It's there that the Philistines dragged with him when he dug the first well. And dug the second well. We opened the wells. His father, Abraham, had previously opened when he too came there. It is there that Isaac became very great. Till he moved back to Beersheba. Alright? We need to have pieces of truth in place. When you don't have the pieces right, you can't understand the big picture. The Shunammite woman was told by the trumpet of the Lord, Go! He, she, she left. So can you picture, there was perfect peace, and this woman moved with the whole family, put things in place, and traveled calmly. Maybe got there, said, Oh, I want to do business. What are we here? Can we and enter and settle? Family. So by the time famine arrived, this woman was settled. Girls do things like this. Is this fair? But you will have to listen to the prophetic voices. Again, that's the type people like, the one that protects you from harm. What about the one that corrects you and rebukes you of sin? It's the one. And when the person talks, it makes me feel bad. Aren't you happy to feel bad and escape God's wrath? Shouldn't you be happy? We are numbers 10. It tells you. Keep going from verse. We read verse 2. So moving on. The signal to set out. So once, once I've shown you different people to gather, it tells the people to disperse. I just gave an example with the Shunammite woman. Go. So when it's time to move, it's because it's the time of the trumpet. Is everyone listening? How does this apply to your life? When the Lord sends the word to you, when the word of the Lord comes to you, it's confirmed, it's clear. It might be uncomfortable, but you must learn to move. Too many people, I repeat, suffer from famine, dryness, a lot of unnecessary trouble because they refuse to listen to the voice of the trumpet. If they listen to the voice of the trumpet, they would have avoided a lot of trouble. I've seen God's word save and help people so many times. I've seen people hurt so many times. In our small congregation of, let's say, 150, over the years, I've seen people come and go. Few go, mostly. We've seen God give warnings for multiple people. Multiple. It's well because we have many prophetic um, gifts. So, so three people will say something. Two, they'll just say, I, I dreamt and saw this, but another one, they don't know. This one is in Lagos, this one is in Abuja, and they just say, and we speak to the person, What is this thing that they are seeing about you? You have to be careful. And every time, because you listen. When you don't listen, or when there are no trumpets, nobody knows anything. Everybody walks straight into problems. Everyone. Mm. 
When both are sounded, the whole congregation is to assemble before you at the entrance to the tent of meeting. But if only one is sounded, then the leaders, the heads of the clans of Israel, are to gather before you. Are you seeing this? Jump to verse 8. The sons of Aaron, the priests, are to sound the trumpet. Do you see this? This shall be a permanent statute for you and the generation to come. So, who are those called to sound the trumpet? What is significant about the sons of Aaron, the sons of the priest? They are consecrated. Do you, do you know that? The Bible says they are set apart for seven days. They stayed in the sanctuary and they went through all this process. These are people who have come apart and set themselves apart for the perfect number of days or cycle of time that God intended them to stay. These are people who have stood. They've endured, in a sense, to the end. They've stood in the place God appointed them. They are holy unto the Lord. That's what was on the band of Aaron. Now the sons, those that came out of the one who has set himself apart from the Lord. This speaks of people, again, who have consecrated their lives, dedicated their lives to the Lord, and are willing it doesn't mean you have to be a pastor before you start practicing trumpet blowing. You can practice. I believe that's a lot of what happens with us. All these prophetic things I'm saying. Practice. God gives us a chance to try it out. Bam, 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 a little here. As we are doing it more and more, we are getting more confident. The many times God speaks to us and we see it come to pass, it makes us more bold. It makes us more confident. And it makes us fear God more. It makes us fear God more. When we hear things, we try and take it a bit seriously because very many times, hundreds of times, we've seen God say things. And, you know, so some people, the only version of prophecy they know is internet prophecy. Ah, this and this prelate, this mighty man of God said it. But if you've seen how we have seen many times, many times, we even got it long before this week. Long before. God raises people, puts trumpets in their hands. Those who have the standing to announce it. Why it's important that big people see and hear these things too. Hear me. It's because there's a position they've acquired. And when they blow a trumpet, because of their renown, more people hear and respond. Are you understanding? But when small people blow it from a corner behind a house, sometimes they can't blow it up. It's typically ignored. It doesn't mean there was, that was not a warning. Do you understand what I just said? If you are wise, you will not despise the hand blowing the trumpet. Are you hearing me? Even if it's a small boy blowing the trumpet, if you are wise, you will not despise. You will pay attention. Do you know Jeremiah was a small boy? They despised him completely. Jeremiah was maybe about 12, 13. Beat him up. They flogged him more of those times. The priest, high priest, I think, Pasha or whatever was name, he said, catch a boy. They locked him up in the temple ground and flogged him. Flogged. Go and read it. They flogged him. What did he do? This is the boy that when God told him, come, before you were born, I will call you to be. He said, God, I'm a child. More or less, leave me be. You can imagine how he felt after they flogged him. This is not the thing I said. This thing, did I want? Is okay. So, like that, my story. I, I spoke about burdens. I will dodge. I will. I will hope someone else will do it. I will avoid avoid. But the fear will come on me. Remember the other person that died. 
Remember the other person that died? So I'll be thinking, oh God, I don't want blood on my hands. <laughs> Already it is hard. Then you gotta tell someone, someone say, carry your nonsense word and get out of my face. Get out of here. You know, like God, God is in now. And God is like, make sure me. Be quiet. Are you the best? Didn't the same happen, happen to Jeremiah? Why do you think the Bible calls God the Lord God of the Holy Prophet? Because they suffered. Ah, that's why there are very few prophets now. Who wants to? Do you know the kind of prophecies we like? This year shall be a year. God, if you want to know real prophecy, call people to repent. That's why again many prophets. Go and read that Micah three. A lot of those prophecies are not real. No, that you saw that Yam tried to go up to. So when the Lord says you come, you say, How many of you bought Yam on time? God doesn't. What? No. God is going to test you according to the life you live. So the person that warns you and tells you, <coughs> Your heart has been exposed. We can see great. Wickedness there. Repent or that's the person that is saving you. The one whom the Lord loves, he is disciplined. It's love that makes him correct you. So you will not be judged with the world. First Corinthians 11. We read verse. I'll, have, I'll read from verse. I show you who blows the trumpet, right? So the servants of God have consecrated themselves in the house of the tabernacle of the Lord. Those are the people that are mandated. Priesthood, okay? But I'll go back and read from verse 5. I'll read till verse 10. When you sound short blast, huh? pop, 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 pop. the camp that lies on the east side is set out. You seeing this? And go on. When you sound the short blast a second time, the camps that lie on the south side are set blasting out them. Are you, are you, how many reasons that for now? The first one was, to come together. The other one was to. Yes. People I hope you are hearing. I hope you know I never teach theory. Only. I teach you theory. So we can practice. You better understand the season. We've been talking about. Have I just been talking about this thing? Just two weeks ago. It's not the two weeks. The Sunday before the last one. I spoke again about the need. About Zebulon. The camps set out. The camps. The groupings. The different tribes, they were camped according to tribe. They set out. When you hear the sound of the trumpet, when you don't set out, even though you have heard the sound of the trumpet, the cloud will leave you behind because the cloud moves. It's when the cloud moves, the glory of God, the presence of God goes. Then he causes his servants to sound the trumpet and the people of God move with it. Why are there so many problems in the lives of so many so-called Christians? I don't care about the so-called Christians. I care about the real Christians. Those you are truly born again. The blood has truly washed you. I don't mean churchgoers. The majority of people that say they are Christians are churchgoers. Hear me carefully in case you are in that class here. Majority of people that say they are Christians have never been Christians. You were born in a denomination or a church group. That does not make you a Christian. You can never be. One of those days I was preaching like that. And I said something, it was a Sunday. And I was praying. I took time and explained this thing like this, where I was preaching. 
And as I got there, first time as you know, just call, just pray typically that God should open your eyes, open your ears, speak to you. That's it. That's my generic generic prayer. But many times or sometimes I'll get specific in one direction or the other in a prophetic way. And I found myself asking this person, So when did you get born again? Now they might that came, but maybe I missed it, one or two. So when did you get born again? He said, Well, I, you know, I was born in church when my parents are Christian. He repeated everything once. He turned out that was never born again. So are you a Christian? Yes. Why not? Everything I so I wonder the same thing. I'm always wondering. Is it? I know the devil blocks people's ears, but come on. You didn't hear anything I said. Of course, he likely meant he doesn't. He doesn't want to give his life to Christ. I told him you should have listened to what I said while I was preaching. Before I met you and asked you this question, because God specifically answered you that where you want on top of the altar in the vestry by the hand of the pastor's wife or a reverend missus herself, that was the midwife. The cloth they used to wrap you is the altar cloth. The light they used because there was no Nepal light are the candles. It doesn't mean nothing, bro. You ain't saved. Your name is not in the book of life. There has to be a day the blood of Jesus spoke for you. The day you believe that you, your righteousness, is hopeless. There is no hope for a sinner like you. Except you call on the name of the Lord. Only then can you be saved. If you haven't had that day, I'm sorry. You, you, a man was 60 something years old or so. And his daughter, so well, he, whatever he got to understand for the first time, he was very Pastor he shared this, and he was wondering that he never knew, understood this. He has his faithful Anglican or something. Has never known. Yes, many people have spent their whole life. They discovered late that there's something they didn't do. The most important thing on earth, they they didn't know. That's ignorance. Then there are those who know. And then they rebel against the choice. Don't. Now, for those that have heard the sound of the trumpet, you may have heard the sound and come to Jesus, but you must sound and ready. Are you understanding? You will give account for all the time the trumpet sounded and you, you refuse to stand up. Why? The people will move. The camps will move. Why is it when we often preach something? What did many times I preach it? A day, that same day, that I just go home or the next, another, another person who is very reasonable, who fears God and teaches the truth, is not a, a, teaching the false gospel of prosperity, the false gospel of, what's the other one? False grace, not teaching the false gospel of legalism, the three major, major false, not any of that, you know, dead works, not teaching dead works, you know, self-righteousness, not teaching just wrong stuff. Why is it so common that is the same thing I may find myself preaching that they are preaching? The same thing, and I never heard it. And I'll come across the messages like, What? How can this man in America be saying the exact same thing I just said yesterday? How can this one in Europe? How come? Because the trumpets are sounded by the priest. Are you understanding? They see the cloud, it's their duty to recognize when God is moving. And when they recognize it, they call their people. That's what we do. You don't come 
and it is why I, I God, God is good. But I, 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 I want to say I respect, but it's not good respect. I respect people in a terrible way who have all their plans, all their messages prepared. But I'm like, what? Except God told you everything you wrote down. And for you to be able to stand, you never move from your prepared sermon or you preach from a book that they gave you. This is what our church is following. I don't know how people can do that thing. That means you never blow the trumpet down. So it means God gave you his timetable ahead about when the cloud will move. You don't understand. Cloud moving gates. One, two, three, four. You move the thing. You move. It sent you the beginning of the year. Yeah. You only preach on the paper. Someone told me, it said priest and all that in, uh, uh, denomination. That it does kick you up. You must follow. And here you are. Instead of blowing the trumpet, when you go, they said, we don't want the trumpet black. You dropped it. You dropped the trumpet. So what will happen to God's people? You did not move. You didn't tell them it's time to move. People, we must change where we are. This is where we are. It is time to move from where we are. God said we should move. They moved 41 times. 41 times. When they moved, they didn't go to the promised land. They just moved. The Bible says sometimes they'll be in a place. For only one day, the cloud will move. Immediately, the priests have to pull out the trumpet. Other times, the Bible says the cloud could stay in one place for one year. It wouldn't move. For years. So it, it doesn't matter. Go and read it up. It doesn't matter when. With God, you don't ask, ah, ah, but we just finished. So the cloud has moved. I thought we were going to. So when human beings sit down and plan committee plans endlessly, planning, my heart, oh, I fear, I fear for so many Christians. I repeat, many will say God fell them, and God will ask them why they didn't read their Bibles. You know, I started knowing many of these things long before I became a pastor. It also it helps that you know your Bible. So that when there's someone who never blows the trumpet, you should know, I don't think I should be calling this person. This person will put people in trouble. This, this, person. this person never blows the trumpet. Since we parked here, cloud, no, they move. And they ask you which cloud. Because even you, you look out now. You have, you're tall enough to look outside. You see no cloud. Why? The cloud has moved eight times. Since these people passed, they stopped looking at the cloud. In fact, they told people, God no longer moves with cloud. There's no pillar that moves here. So the people have believed it. They say, with cloud, have you seen a cloud? Have you seen a cloud? There used to be a cloud. The reason you're not seeing it is that it's very far away from you. The cloud moved and you stayed. You said, I'm tired. Please, I'm tired. Uh-uh. Do you know my age? Do you know my age? Do you know uh, your grandfather built this church? Eh, you'll be moving up and down. Carry that, your are one thing, that your small children thing, and go here. You people, you have the strength of children. That This is what has killed most people. They don't move. They won't move. They tell God when to move. God, I am not in the mood to move. The problem with it is God moves. Whether when wants to move, he moves. Who are you? He moves. Wise people move with the cloud. You move with the Lord. You move, not with the crowd, the cloud. And when very few people are following the cloud, guess what happens? 
those who follow the crowd stay behind because they move with the people. They don't move with the Lord. When Jeremiah said, submit to the king of Babylon, who, who followed him? But those who submitted a little at the time, before they went, their rebellion was fully formed. They were treated well. Who wants to know an example of those who left before the full judgment came? You know, you know, are, you know some names. He doesn't know that they left before. Come on. Yes. Daniel. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. All of them left long before. They left. So those people, you know, that were big boys working for the king are the group that believed. And they went there and submitted. They didn't go there and rebel. Nehemiah did not rebel. He submitted. All of them became big boys. All. Mordecai went and submitted. All of them were well placed. Provided for. If they had persecution, you know, little persecution, fire, seven times hot, lions then. <laughs> Massacre of the Jews, genocide, attempt, plot, just a few problems, like hiccups. <laughs> they survived all. Did you hear Shadrach went and died? Mesa, is that what happened? They went in. They are the three men who walked into fire and walked out. How do you think people treated them when they passed on the road? From that day. Well, you see, the problem with God's promotional model, you see, I, you know, it's something that maybe when we die, we see God, we'll talk about it. But <laughs> I found out that God's methods are not your methods. So God doesn't mind promoting you through fire. How do you think people treated? The king himself passed a law. If anyone even speaks against these people's God, have, have, have you read it before what he said they'll do to them? They'll, see, those kings, they're bloody guys. They'll pull your house down. They'll impel you. I know most King James says hang. That word, modern translation, you say it's impel. That means they sharpen a part of the timber from your roof. They run it through you. You're on it like this. Your dead body is sticking out your body. They put it like that on where your house was. Then they, they put up a sign, public toilets. That's what your King James where it says, a downhill. You have to stop reading only King James. That is, people have to poop there. Where your house used to be will be a downhill. This is what Nebuchadnezzar said will happen to anybody. That spoke against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego after they passed through the fire. So, can you picture? Do you think they used to mock Jews before? Who think they are the only ones with the only true God? Do you think? After that, you couldn't even think it. You say it. You hear inside the room. Bah! <laughs> Do you know the sound? The sound inside the room. You hear, bah! That's the wife stopping the husbands for saying, What nonsense, God? In their bedroom. You want to die and leave me? You want to die and leave me? Don't, don't. That is what they acquired for all the Israelites in that land. 
in all the provinces that Nebuchadnezzar ruled. Do you think it was worth it? That is why when you're complaining, God doesn't think, God doesn't stay and say, it's true, it's true. How could I let this happen to you? I'm sorry, God is God, God does not think like you. God does, God looks and says, ah, stop complaining, come on in the other thing. It's not just small. <laughs> they are dragging you towards the fire. <laughs> You're like, where is God? God is right here, waiting for you inside the fire. That's why people have some of their best experiences. If you are, if you have not eaten the yeast of Herod, complaining, murmuring, and grumbling. In the situation people think you're suffering the most, you're happier than ever. You come out of it. You look back and always be happy. Ah, I remember those days when we went through for Jesus. Make sure it is for Jesus. In case you're here and you're a sinner, practicing sinner. Then you say, oh, they are talking about me. I'm not talking about you at all. I'm not even talking to you. I'm not talking to you at all. When you suffer for sinning, don't I know they talk to you. When you suffer for righteousness, because they refuse to bow to an idol, that's why they were thrown there. Because Daniel refused to stop praying to God. He was not disturbing his neighbors. He was not shouting. Not, when you disturb your neighbor and they call the police for you, in this Europe that you came, now your problem is that too. Stop shouting. All you Christians that think you must shout before you pray. Stop it. Stop it. Christians, stop, stop disturbing people. Don't be disturbing people. The Bible says Jesus, your mentor, the one you claim to follow, used to stand and go out. Who him? His 12 apostles were with him. He didn't disturb them. Even when they needed to pray, he gave them space in case they want to sleep. I went and pray. If you like, believe me. He said, I've come again. Disprove me. The Bible says he would go out early in the morning. So he won't. He did. It's a private conversation, not prayer, where everybody hears everything you say. Oh Lord, my God. Change my husband. Change him. Oh Lord, change him. The man is not. <laughs> the man is not some change. <laughs> Your neighbors have heard. Your neighbor that he sits with to take a little something in the evening. And he sits there. And as he comes to sit down, his neighbor, your neighbor tells him, Oga, you don't change. <laughs> stop, stop all those things. Don't post talks like that. If you, if you cannot pray silently, enter a car, call Keke, walk. No, no, what I mean is leave the space or change your timing. Go somewhere. Don't wake up and kneel down in the room and then say they're persecuting you. Nobody's persecuting you. Nobody. I'm serious. I say this at least once a year. When I remember, I say it. Remember that I'm saying it. And it also likely means there's someone guilty. Don't be disturbing people. It is against the will of God. The Bible says when you want to pray. Matthew 5, 6. Go into your closet and pray to who? The God who hears in in secret. Secret. You know what secret means? What kind of loud secret is this? 
How is it a secret when you're this loud? Father God, come. God, come. Come upon this house. Change the hearts of stone. Eh? Eh? And the, guy, the person is, that was trying to sleep has carried pillow. Has, say, I, 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 I'm, I'm in the street here. I, I'm the heart of stone. I, I'm the heart of stone. You haven't seen stone yet. You haven't seen stone yet. You haven't seen stone. The person is sitting down. As you're praying, they are getting ready to show you pepper. You haven't seen stone. It's you that is disobeying God. You, you that are disobeying God. You don't know the ways of God. That's not God's way. Want to see God change things? Calm down. First, first, calm down. You put your own affairs in order with God. Second, then, when you go talk to God alone, Father, I've come concerning my husband. I'm here concerning my children. You're the one before whom the hearts, all hearts, all things are open and naked before your eyes. Listen, try not to pray much when you don't know Bible much. You won't know how to pray. Hmm? Hmm? If you ask the people in this house, they've seen me pray many times. Ten, ten seconds. Fifteen seconds. Big prayers. Prayers that people take three days to pray. Listen, before you quickly say, no, it's because you prayed about it for hours in your room. I did not. I didn't even consider the topic. It's as I stood here. The, the idea came. I said, oh, it's true. I think someone said they are sick. Father, heal. Amen. That's all. Even without laying on hands. And God heals. God, oh God, give job. That's all. The next day, we have a job. It, all sorts of things. 10 seconds, 5 second prayers, 15 second prayers. Who said you must? And it has nothing to do. Okay, it has small to do. But don't say, hey, it's because you're a man of God. Stop. I have tried to explain it for years. And many, F, our church members have seen it in their own lives over and over and over again. So they know it is real. You can't take what some people are seeing now. It's not the shouting. It's not, brethren, tear down the gates of heaven. You can't tear down the gates of heaven. You don't need to tear it down for answers to come in the first place. Why the violence? Which force? Mm. Okay, well, let me see what we, more we can say and then we, we, we wrap up. I need, I need to take questions. Do you have questions? Get ready to ask them. We were at verse 6. So, to convene the assembly, you are to sound long blasts. Not once. Are you hearing? You, do you want to understand? It means you raise your voice for a long time. Not blast. You gather the generality. The crowds cannot handle long blasts. Is that trumpet here? Where is it now? I thought it's gone with trumpet. Come, come, come. Give me. So, oh, okay. Who is with the trumpet? Who knows how to play? Who brought it? Nathaniel, come, come, come. Pass that way. Carry it up. Now it's in pieces. <laughs> Something is missing. Where is it? Okay, good, quick. But so short black, pop up. I don't think we need the mic. It'll be loud enough already. Trumpets have a habit of being loud. No, no, no. They, pop, 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 pop. Something like that. That's to speak to the crowd to get the people of Israel. Short blast. You go like that. 
or do pump, pump, pump. Do you hear that? Now you're going to do a long blast. But when you're combining, sorry, 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 sorry. Go back, go back. I think I'm swapping it. Go back to verse five. This is for moving. Go back, no, all the way back to. Uh, uh, is it for calling the leaders? Come on, show me. No. If only one. All right. Do we have up to two trumpets? You have two trumpets. Where is it now? Elijah, are you sleeping? <laughs> Bring out that trumpet and do not waste it. Nathaniel Bassi came to visit me. When was it? Last year. And bought him a trumpet. He looked at him and said, I think, I think he should be. So he gave him a trumpet. Uh-huh. So don't be angry with his father than your the thing costs. No, be me buy a very fine trumpet. He sent it in from Lagos. Yes. So the Bible says, go back to verse, verse two. Start from verse two. Make two trumpets for calling the congregation and having them set up. Verse next verse. When both are sounded, the whole congregation is to assemble. Hold on. Okay. When both are sounded, the whole congregation is to assemble. Keep going. So if they blow the two, but you sound it together. If only one is sounded, like he sounded, eh? the head, don't sound it yet because you don't know how to sound it. The head of the clan will gather. So only one trumpet blows sometimes, but sometimes it's two trumpets. Are you hearing? Good. When you sound short blasts, the camps are to move. This short blast, how many are sounded? Are you... Come on, come on. Don't make us go back again. Two. For it to be the crowd, it has to be two trumpets sounding. A double witness. Are you hearing? Because the crowd loves confirmation. Huh? Keep going. When you sound the short blast a second time. So every time. But these are short blasts. So this camp will move, then this one will move. It's a signal for them to set up. So confirmation first. When confirmation, write it down. When confirmation, when God speaks and speaks again, sounds it through more than one voice. Eh? It is time. It's a signal to set out. Even though it's short, but it's a signal to set out. Is this clear? They are short blasts. It's not only, but blast repeated. Are you hearing? They are short, but they are repeated. Do you understand what blasts mean? Oh yeah, give me short three times together. Uh, okay, I'm going to do it together. One to go. Something like that. Okay, so short blast to come like that, and it's a sign that they are to move. When God confirms things with more than one witness, please hear me. It means you should pay attention to it. When God says, move, please move. Don't wait till disaster meets you or God leaves you behind, like has happened to many people. The next verse now said, to gather them. That is to blow for them to come, not go out. Eh? It's long. 
So long glass, not one, two, but long. Oh, yeah, see, let's do long if you can. One, two, go. Again. One more time. Long blast. When they hear this, it's still everybody, but it means they should come together. Are you seeing? So the call is long. That is God trying to get our attention. You know, sometimes we are willing to move easily. When Waka, you're willing. Some of you, you have Waka. Anything. Eh? Are we moving? Hey! That's how you jump to eight churches in three years. Pa! Move! Pa! Like pinball. Like jumping. Small thing. Pa! 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 You're jumping. But when God is calling us to come to Him, sometimes He will stretch the experience. You know a horn sound. If you know that is near to your ear, you know you won't like it much, right? So it's a bit irritating, it gets to you. When you share yourself receiving words after words, correction after correction, rebuke after rebuke, sometimes God has to tell you, I'm going to come to me. I'm not coming. When it's long, are you hearing? When it drags, when God is saying, move, go. Many times there's no need to drag. Now there's no quarrel, there's no wala. But when he's saying, gather to me, and what are examples of the reasons he says, gather to me, draw chapter 2, to come to Repent. Give me draw two verse twenty five. Let, let me see if we can have. <clears throat> so there are times he 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 says he says you should come together and two verse fifteen. I'm sorry, fifteen and uh, let's read to uh, fifteen and sixteen. Should do. Blow the ram's horn. Do you see what he did there? It doesn't bother to say Trump, it just said ram's horn. Okay, but that's not what I told you about. Blow the ram's horn in Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Okay? Let all who dwell in the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. Indeed, it is near. Gather the people. Can you see? So it was long blast. Sanctify the congregation. So why do you call the congregation together? The assembly. The assembly. Some of your translation says assembly. Assemble the aged. Gather the children. Even those nursing at the breast. See? So this is not a matter of, oh, well, that's only the big people. No. Say my people. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. So sometimes God needs them. Because of the enemy that you might silence. Make sure we sing that before you leave. To silence the enemy. We, we, we sang that two years ago. I, I, I asked for the words from two years ago. This time. This time. Two years ago. Usually God speaks in cycles. There's a two year cycle that is very common. You know. And I realized. I don't want to put you through that story. But I was driving. And I don't know. I wasn't. Before I started driving. I, I opened my phone in the office yesterday. And I was looking for a song to play. And at the top, I played a song. And when he finished, he jumped to another song. One of our songs. One of the songs I sang spontaneously while we were in, 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 in the meeting. And, and uh, when uh, it was... I didn't play yet. Okay, step there on the way. I, on the road going, I asked the person with the phone. And uh, 
check the date of this song. I had no reason to ask that question. I can't remember why I would think to ask that question. And oh, the date. And the date was September 2020. The third day. You remember we, from August till September, we fasted for 40 days. We came, we met every day. Praying, fasting, on and off for 40 days. We are here. By fasting, and please don't be afraid. I don't mean, <laughs> what I mean is, we told people to pick, you know, in time fast, maybe from morning, miss a meal or two, you know. So we were waiting on the Lord. We came for 40 days, all right? And it led up to this time. And we did that two years ago. Now all these things coming back to me. But the long and short is that it happened to be that that song that was playing was a song for 30, 40 day fast. Then we, we, it was the feast trumpet. And, uh, and that song was from there. Now, why would, why, why, why did all of that happen? Because of today, because of this season. And I asked for, please, I'd like to see the prophetic words. And I read a few. But one of them I read, um, spoke about how we stand and A and all that. So maybe, please, I don't know if I gave an explanation there, but I'm understanding it better now. It says, even those nursing at the breast. Because the Bible says, out of the mouth of nursing infants, God ordains strength. So even when you are praying, whatever, and they are crying, ah, God acts it up to silence the enemy. Psalm 8. If you don't know it, go read it. They are going to sing it word for word, one of our songs. You know, the 8th Psalm. God says he would silence the enemy with the mouth of babes and nursing infants. Which is why it's very sad when people say, well, let children grow up first. Then maybe they will know God. Very wrong. God uses children to fight battle. He purposely does it. That is why Jesus told those that he will not tell the devil. Because the voice of the children, the voices of the children are needed. It is not when your children grow up that they are to be made to seek the Lord. It's from when they are, ch- from when they are small. They are supposed to be past. All those who love to move children away from the presence of what God is doing. All those who do not think. You, you despise children in the things of God. You are, you are wrong. And let's presume you were ignorant. You didn't know. But don't do it anymore. Children are a major player in the last day battles, in the destruction of Satan, to silence the enemy and the avenger. Children are needed. God chose it. Why? Why would God do that? Eh, 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 the, the men of God in this country, well, you, your ignorance is costly. Our children, we have children here on Saturdays. We've been meeting since 2020 when God told me to gather the children. I'm not a children's pastor. You know, I might be a youth pastor, but I'm not a children's pastor. I don't feel, you know, but I obeyed. I found out when you obeyed. That day I obeyed. The same day I found out, I recalled the meeting. I saw that a lady in the US, the same things I was saying. She was saying the same things. It was astonishing. The identicalness of the things. And we shared things about children and I unlocked something and others joined in too. Others joined in. Others, you know, people sang uh, sorry, John, but I came for about three meetings after or so with the children on Saturday before I stopped, laid hands on leaders of people that are called to children's ministry and left them. They met. It was good. By the time came, you know, I had to speak to them. I counseled them about some things they had to do. When the leaders spoke to me, I said, no, don't do it that way. 
Don't do that normal children ministry thing. Don't use that method at all. When you come, do how you saw me doing in those streets. Allow those children. Let them lead worship. Let them preach. Let them share from the Bible. Raise prayer points or let them raise prayer points. When they pray, ask them to share what revelation they have. And they have meetings where the children are on the ground under the power of the Holy Spirit. They see vision. They call names of places in Nigeria that the people go and check in the map and it's there. Say, pray for this place. And next thing you hear, there's an attack in that place. I'm talking about in this room. You'll be coming on Saturday, you see. Children. But because, because much of the church is the same way. If the big people are unspiritual, it's small children. Who will teach them to be spiritual? But children are the most spiritual people there. Why? They find it easiest. We pray for children. Just lay hands for a few seconds. They start seeing vision. Many parents, I've said it, I said it, go and listen to that message, go on YouTube and look for that message where I, I spoke, I preached about the children. It's doing that thing that we first recorded a video because we borrowed a camera. I think that's the first time we ever used a camera. Because of the children, I rented a camera. I didn't rent it for myself to preach, but for that children's meeting, I rented it and we streamed it live. That was our first recording. We look at this, the quality is quite bad, but you can understand why. We streamlined all of that. It was for the children. Because the children, <laughs> this, is not, this is not that meeting. Go and, go and listen to it. The children, is because we don't understand. The Bible says the last shall be the first. It's, God loves to do these things. It is happy. But in that meeting, I told parents, if you know, if you understand, you won't run around too much for men of God. There was that whole lockdown season. When you want to know something, you come, my children, three of them, or four, four. You pray about something from the one that was four or five years old, four years at the time. Oh, all of them were having spiritual experience. So a time came, the easiest way to get answers for things was say, "Okay, my children will pray for you." They'll have precise vision. In fact, I started not trusting the bigger people or the youth again because the children's zone was. Mm, and you know, children, they cannot be hiding anything. Do they know what is good or bad? They all tell you the way. I see you stealing some money. <laughs> God now say, I'll flog this man. <laughs> so you know your problem immediately. So you go to God and say, God, that's when you look for a big person. When the children say, just keep your face straight up. It's okay, that time. When they leave, you tell the big people, that thing they say is true. How do I escape? And you repair and you know what to do. Bah, your problem is God uses children. It's the way. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride at chamber. Let me stop there. I read verse 15 and 16. So see the blowing of the trumpet for the assembly. It gathers the people. Are these things fair? It's a season of trumpet. It's a, it's a time for us to set out. It's a time to listen to the sound of the trumpet and know what it is saying we should alter what verse keep going keep going we stop we stopped at verse six we are still reading six oh okay we finished six it says you blow long blasts not short ones for the assembly so when you want the assembly eh, it has to be long when you want them to come together yes the sons of aaron are the ones to blow it so we are told yes 
Therefore, when you see someone that calls himself a priest of God, servant of God, and he doesn't blow trumpets, I've warned you. If you like, hang around such people endlessly. They will finish you up. And that's how many people have been finished. You see people calling themselves ministers, pastors, telling people that they can live with people they are not married with. If they are planning to marry, they can live in immorality. You see people who call themselves uh, servants of you, you hear some of the things people say. You, you wonder, is that the person you listen to? He is trumpet blast. Which trumpet blast? Who said he has a trumpet? All these things are the things that are the reality. Now, you might say, no, we don't carry a physical trumpet. No, I've shown you in the Bible. Your voice. When you open your mouth and tell the truth, the way God is saying it, without coloring it, without muffling it. Remember what I showed in 1 Corinthians 14. When the sound is muffled, when you're trying to preach, instead of raising your voice and telling the people of uh, 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 Jacob their sin, you say, well, you know, I'm not here to condemn anybody. You know, we are all sinners. And I mean, who is righteous? I mean, you don't want to practice self-righteousness, you know. But you know, sometimes you make mistakes. Yes. Yes, sometimes you make mistakes. Yes. Yes. So, you know, so again, I'm not, I'm all God loves sinners, okay? So, so I'm not saying anything against anybody. And uh, hey, who has heard messages like this? You don't understand the shape. The sound is so unclear. Nobody is ever offended. Because I tell the truth, you don't tell students when you go to your place and lie that your lecturer said you should bring 13,000. There's a text which if you don't buy it, you will fail. Listen to me. Keep planting this seed. When you have children, get ready for them to bring armed robbers. Get ready because by then the tree has grown well like an Iroko tree. Do not rob your parents. Even my parents don't give me. Tell them the truth. Make demands in time. All those things I used to preach years ago. All the new new people. You better get the old messages when I explain because people would ask. Go and listen to 217.18. When I explained all those things thoroughly. So you don't say, but I didn't know what to do. You better know what to do. I sounded the trumpet long and hard and repeatedly. You don't do that. Eh, my parents, when you ask them for money, they only give you 3,000. So you start asking. No, some parents, when they give you lump sum, 50,000, they say, don't disturb me again. So you know how to manage it. You don't go living life like the person who gets declared. You have to have wisdom. Anyway, so I'm saying, when you tell people the truth, you can't cheat in exams. Expecting, you speak clearly. No better that I'm, look at now, 99%, 100% at the beginning of this congregation. We're students. I preached it. So, it, it, it's as if I was trying to chase them away. Till almost everybody, how they knew people were in God's lighthouse is that they don't cheat in exams. When they come to exam hall, they'll say, is this God, is those God's lighthouse people? They're different. I used to ask, what about all the other Christians? You hear them say, there's only one girl. There's this other girl. There's this one person. All the rest is a football match formation. Cheating all over the place. I hope you understand what I'm saying. God does not want us to be confused about things that we should be clear about. But if the priest will not announce it properly, how will you not be confused? How are you going to know what to do? When the priest is doing, well, listen, 
I know it's not easy. Well, however, God will help you. Will help you. God is merciful. When you're talking nonsense like that, which merciful? We know God is merciful. Don't preach it when you're telling someone not to sin. Tell them God is to be feared. Sing the Lord of hosts. Him you shall hallow. Let him be your fear and let him be your... That's what you should be singing. Not, not, not... Uh, mercy said no. No, wrong timing. Before someone goes to his arm to cheat, you start telling them that the God will forgive. Allow people... To make, the, make it clear. Are you understanding? So if you are following a purported son of the priest, Whose, whose trumpet calls makes everyone feel very happy? Where, 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 where groups of people who live in constant fornication are gathered around? Everybody is happy. Sitting next to the person they come in fornication with. They've been in that church for three years. They are still living like that. Everybody lives together. As you're living, they are laughing. When pastor preaches, they clap. They are happy. Is it me that should tell you that there's no trumpet in that house? I'm to declare to them your sin. I'm supposed to tell you, listen, this is a sin. You better know it. The people that are going to appreciate us when the day comes. The people that are going to appreciate us when the day comes. We can wait. Because the day will come. The day is going to come when I know many people look at me and say, Thank you very much. You saved my life. I made rapture. Not the one where the whole church will gather and you'll be the normal attendant. They said, who is missing? They said, no one. <laughs> hey, God forbid. I know it's so macabre. Some of you are like, it's not a laugh. <laughs> better take me seriously now. You better take me seriously now. The day of atonement, it will happen after the trump. Let me tell you quickly. The future. Then I'll answer question. The day of atonement. See, the trumpet will sound. You have read about it. I mean, you've read in the Bible. First Thessalonians 4. It will sound. Para! It will the people. You know what comes 10 days later? The day of atonement. Right? Oh, that's the song. Oh, the Lord told you. You didn't pay attention. Oh, the Lord told you. People will disappear. Be transformed. They'll say, where are they? The leaders have been called. Are you listening to me? The leaders heard the sound. They left. The rest of the assembly. Hmm? Hmm? What happened? What did happen? Why were you not among the leaders? Leader does not mean being a leader in church. He said the heads. It's those that are called to rule and reign with Christ. Go and read Revelation chapter 20. You will see that. It tells you the rest of the dead did not rise again. Rise for a thousand years. But those that were called were what? Blessed and holy. Are those who partake in the first resurrection? Verse 4. Revelation 20, verse 4. It tells you. It's not a mistake. It's direct there. I saw thrones. Then I saw thrones, and those seated on them had been given authority to judge. These are leaders. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their testimony of Jesus or the word and for the word of God. And those who had not worshipped the beast or its image and had not received his mark on their forehead or hands. And they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. You see that? That's the price they paid. They were willing to die for Jesus. They're not playing one leg in, one leg out Christianity. You put your right leg in, 
put your right leg out, you put your right leg in, and you shake it out. You did a hokey pokey, and you tell yourself, all right? That's not what it's all about. That thing will not work for you. One day, people will beat up their pastors. Oh, all over the world, I think there will be a lot of mob justice by church members. They say, you deceived us. Why are we all present? You deceived us. Even if half went, then the other half know how far. If the pastor succeeded in getting half ready, then the one that complete attendance. Mark, present, sir. John, present, sir. Why? 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 So, pastor, you're even present. You deceived us. But if you have told the truth and some people say they don't want to believe it and they keep living in sin, Jesus tells you what will happen. So let's not complicate it. It is what it is, okay? I suspect we are going to go on speaking about these things on Friday, okay? I realize we already spoke. Revelation, you want to have a head start? Revelation chapter 9, you can jump and read chapter 8. You will see when the seven trumpets, the seven trumpets sound. When those trumpets sound, people respond. Angels sound them and things happen on earth. The majority of the things that happen are not nice at all. Those are some of the trumpets. So this season is the season and God wants you to know it. In a specific sense that certain good things will have the sense of come before the Lord. There's also a season of repentance. Are you hearing me? There's a season of repentance. So everyone here. From now till, I don't know, when's the, when's the 10th day from today? The 10th day from today. 1st October. Is that so? Good. Okay. Today's Wednesday. Alright. We'll be here for 10 days. We'll be here tomorrow, we'll be here on Friday, we'll be here, we'll be here, we'll be here, we'll be here, we'll be here. Be here by 6 o'clock. 5 is better, so we finish earlier. 5, everyone should be done with work. I'm always thinking about the people. If you're out there, you want to travel, travel now. Okay? Come to you. Welcome, Lagos, Abuja. Anybody that wants to come, wherever you are, come. Come now. We'll be here till 1st October. Okay? 1st October is a public holiday. There's a public holiday in two days. When? It's Monday. They move it to Monday. It's Monday is a public holiday in a private state. Okay? Monday is a public holiday in a private state. Um, Monday, so Monday we can meet in the morning. Is that okay? Are you hearing me? Morning, early morning. Maybe like 6 o'clock. So aim for like 6 to 9. Monday morning. I hope you've heard me. I hope you heard me clearly. Every other day we are here in the evening. Sunday we are here normally. Okay, however, we're going to work it out. Please, let me tell you what will be the priority. In case you come and the meeting just one hour, please hear me for those that are far. Now, let's hope it may last more than an hour too. And however, the Holy Spirit leads. You can't, you know how I'm meeting that. However, so that uh, you don't, maybe you left work late and we came 5 and 6, 6.30, we're done or 7 and for whatever reason, you're still running down. Just check, just call so you don't arrive and don't waste transport. Is that okay? I'm saying that for those who can try as much as you can. If you're working, 
to free yourself up and come. Is this clear? The emphasis, so you don't just get serious when you come here, is to consecrate yourself, your heart, your mind, your thoughts to the Lord. Are you hearing me? Please, you should know us. We never do anything for fun. We don't, do, we don't celebrate or do any normal thing. People do. Because maybe tomorrow I'll share some vision, some revelation. I do know that the horse is running. The horse is, the horse. I do know that the Lord is moving. I do know that something serious. And it is in these times that these things are decided. And most people are never on board. When things are decided, then do you know what happens? You didn't plant corn in March, April. In June, you look for corn to eat. You will not find, you cannot pluck. You must exchange money, something of value, to partake in what others labored for. It's a real thing. Every false grace idea you have that, no, I'll do absolutely nothing. I'll not apply myself and God will just give me everything on a platter of gold. It's false. It's false. Don't do it. Okay? So read Revelations 8, 9, and 11. And you will have a picture of what happens when the trumpets sound. But know this. When the last trumpet sounds, then the Bible says the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah. And he will reign forever. Note it down. I've just read verse 15 for you. The seventh angel. This is Revelation 11 verse 15. Okay? I'll read from there to 18. Then the seventh angel sounded his trumpet and loud voices called out in heaven. The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ and he will reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who sit on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshipped God saying, we give thanks to you, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. Watch. The nations were enraged and your wrath has come. Everybody. Everybody. The nations were enraged and God's wrath, anger, had come. This is seventh trumpet. You won't understand until you go and read the other trumpets. He was judging the world. It was a third was destroyed. A third of the sea was destroyed. A third of the rivers and streams were destroyed. A third of the sky. A third. Things fell. A fiery mountain. A star fell. All sorts of disasters struck the earth. And the Bible says they did not see. Now, each of those disasters fell after a trumpet was blown. Take note. Whenever the trumpet is blown, things happen. Good or bad. The seventh trumpet was good. Yay! Jesus began to reign. Your wrath has come. The time has come to judge the dead and to reward your servants, the prophets. Are you seeing when the time for judgment will come? Are you seeing it wasn't one trumpet? I'm showing you something because all your life you've been going around hearing and saying the trumpet will sound. Which one? The seventh one. Before that, trumpet will sound. So if you've been living for one trumpet, you're a one trumpet man like most Christians are. You read 1 Corinthians 15, you read 1 Thessalonians 4 without any regard for revelation. 
you will do what many people do as usual. You have a piece of knowledge which you use to confuse yourself and others. It is not one trumpet. God does not sound the alarm once. He sounds it multiple times. Is this clear? Wise people start listening to the other trumpet sound long before the final trumpet sound. Is this clear? Did you just get that message I gave you? Wise people, while we are still alive, we listen to the trumpet sound. We don't keep waiting. Oh, the trumpet will sound. The trumpets will sound. They have been sounding. And most people have no clue. So they never prepare. You must listen for all the trumpet sounds. Amen? The time has come to judge the dead and to reward your servants and prophets, as well as the seduced prophets get rewarded. Those who used to blow trumpets get rewarded, as well as the saints fear your name. Do you see? Do you see the people reward those who, not those who love it, those who fear it. That's why I teach with the fear of God, constant. Those who don't the Lord will be in trouble. You must fear the Lord. These are the qualifications for that day to hear him. Wrath will come upon them. Both small and great. Do you see why children must be involved? Do you see it's small and great? Children, do you see it's small and great? Do you see it's small and great? Say it's for big people. All the children will go to heaven. Who told you? You brought children for fasting. And to destroy those who destroy the earth. So we prepare by not being amongst those. To destroy the earth. Amen? My questions, I'm going to be very fast. No, don't give me questions from Friday last week. I can answer it. Hey, you came from today. Can you throw more lights? All through around today. Who did not say? <laughs> the kingdom of God on earth and the kingdom of God. Are they similar or distinct? No, they are not. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy. In the Holy Ghost, Romans 14... Of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace and joy. I want to delight and drink is that the kingdom of God outside of us is found in the book of Matthew, chapter 6. What does he say? How did he say pray? When you pray, pray after this manner Our Father who is at in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. Do you hear him say, Your kingdom come? Now you need to hear the teachings we have on the kingdom of God first because you won't, if you don't. Hear more on it and understand. Most people, when you hear kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven, Matthew and Luke say differently. Kingdom of heaven, Matthew, kingdom of God, Luke. You think it means the sky, a place up there. It means more than that. It refers more to time than to place. Yes. The kingdom of God is a period when Jesus will rule on earth. That thing I just read for you. Whoever asked that question, you saw the passage. You sent your question before I read that thing. You didn't even know, but you sent it. So it matches. He says, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of our God and his Christ shall reign forever. The kingdom of God is the time when Jesus will manifest as the king of the earth fully. He is not manifested as that now. When we say it, we are saying by faith. If he was, then it's only Christians that will be in government. If he was, all the earth will be full of righteousness and peace. But it is not coming. That's the kingdom of God said was at hand. It's a manifestation of God's will on earth as is in heaven. That is the kingdom of God. 
most Christians have never heard that in their life. They don't know the meaning of that. They think the kingdom of God is a place. So that God in your life is who has allowed the rule of God to begin in their life now. For you, the kingdom of God has come. Is that clear? But the time is coming, that kingdom will come to the whole church and the time is coming, it will come on the whole world. Amen. Will you be part of those ruling when it comes? Because Jesus won't do it alone. You appoint people. That's what we preach. That is what the apostles preach. That is the message. The good news of the kingdom. That you should apply to be amongst those who will be in Jesus' party. Not if there's a party like that in real life. Please, I'm not talking about it. Jesus' party. Is it Jesus' party? I don't know. A party that is you're on Jesus' side. Okay? Don't be over-fascinated with the parties of this world. Plan on Jesus' own. That's the kingdom that is to come. So I hope whoever asks that question, you have some peace. If you still want to understand more, please ask in the coming meetings when we have time. Some days there will be an emphasis on praising God, and other times there will be an emphasis on whatever the Spirit leads us. Just make sure you're here on time. Clear your timetable. Be here. Five o'clock from now to the 1st of October. We're in the face of the Lord. Amen? I'd like us to stand to Psalm 8. The 8th Psalm. <clears throat> oh, thou Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Who has set your glory above the heavens? Again.
Hallelujah. Two prayer points. Two prayer points. And we are out. First prayer point. I want you to ask. Well, it's one prayer point actually. If um, if you're sick, so before you go, just pass like this. I'll just lay hands on you. For a second. You pass them first time as I'll pray for you too. But everyone, I want you to pray this. That God should help you hear the sound of the trumpet and you should hear it how clearly distinctly so you can recognize what it's saying is that clear? pray father in the name of jesus help us hear the sound of the trumpet help us respond accordingly deliver us from deafness the one that prevents us jesus from being prepared this is our prayer Everyone here that asks, everyone online, everyone that desires to hear the truth, walk in the light. Good God, give us light, give us understanding, give us clarity in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that you shine. I'm very bright. This is our request. Thank you. Thank you, merciful Father. In the name of Jesus. Can you lift your hands wherever you are? Father, as that earwax be removed. Amen. Let a fire from the presence of God rest upon your heads and burn out everything that hinders hearing. Amen. That God's people might hear and respond in time. Amen. That we might push back the works of the enemy concerning our lives, our families, and our nation. Amen. Even for the whole earth. Father God, I ask that you find amongst us people, a people prepared. Prepared for war. Amen. May none of us be taken by surprise. Amen. May we be able to stand and speak a word that is clear. May our trumpet sounds be clear. Amen. In our ears and through our mouths, O oh Lord God. Amen. Save us from the plight of those who have no watchmen. Amen. Save us, good God. Show us kindness and mercy. For we have come in faith, believing that we should appear before you. As we go on to appear before you every day, every day, we come appearing before you. We ask that I be clear and clear. I'm asking for all your children here. I know you've already begun to speak to different ones of them already. I'm asking that to heighten now. As they consecrate themselves, set themselves apart from typical normal distractions. Not even some normal things you just normally do. Set yourself aside from it, okay? I could tell you to fast and you would because you're Nigerian Christians. So you can miss a meal if you wish. But I will not compel it. Now it helps sometimes so you can focus. However, I want you to set aside those evenings for God. Consecrate those evenings to come. If you're too far away or you're hearing us online, set aside, okay? This is when you call in your favors. This is when you go into your room, you lock the door. If you're in another place, another place, you're not in New York, you know. Those that are out there, correct for people, all of that, you're free, you can come around. This is a time to seek the Lord. If not, that we're in the midst of everything. For a long time, God has been speaking to us. It seems we've been picking that we ought to go on a retreat, ought to go on a retreat, you know. I haven't had the heart to call a retreat now because everyone is so busy. For weeks, we've been having all sorts of things. Alright, so this is like the closest I can come to responding to that possible trumpet call. So let's come aside. So it's a, a coming retreat, okay? 
on the days we can be free and we will look and see if there's a free day we should spend a much longer time is that okay but in the meantime all of us don't joke with this i i did not announce that we are coming to have all your bondages broken i have not made any such announcement i never pulled those stones but the great obedience is the strategy that's all you just do what god says that's all that matters when he, the when he says set out you just follow you, you don't go and ask the priest why did you blow it i don't feel like moving i'm tired i didn't sleep last night no just go there's no harm that can come to you only good amen father i'm asking for grace on everyone amen. may your spirit begin to speak as you have done for so many times speak to everyone to everyone Help us gather the manna that you send our way. May we be found ready as we position ourselves, not just for today, for seven years from now. The things that are coming down the road seven years from now, even from this time, <laughs> seven years from now, you write it down. Seven years from now, you look at what you wrote down. You'll be shocked that the Lord could start preparing you that far ahead. Yes, he does. If you will respond to the trumpet father let grace rest on your feet more than we ask for amen amen father ask for every offering given to be given that you receive it i ask father god that you cause it to multiply to extend the gospel of your kingdom bless them as they go let favor accompany them give them grace let your angels accompany them Yes, God. In this day and time, angels will come. By the grace of God, angels, angelic encounter. You will tell it. You will tell it. When you have something to share, tell us ahead. Send a message. Talk to a leader. And uh, we'll give you a chance to share it. A minute or two. And you share. But open your heart. Father, may your angels come. Let them as, as, ascend and descend. Upon all this help, speak to us, good God. Thank you. Amen. We pray you receive eyes to see, ears to hear, and an understanding heart. Remember, test all things and hold fast to what is good. For more information, visit our website at gods-lighthouse.org. Oh